Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This is going to be another episode of SNTR Gaming News. Talking about Cyberpunk 2077. Is it worth it now? A lot of news about where they're and what they're investing in. I'm going to read that to you in just a brief moment. If you clicked on this video, it is a live stream. So it's a pretty long video, but right here at the beginning is probably what you're looking for. This is an SNTR update. Cyberpunk 2077 continues to try to rebuild itself and turn the rudder, and we have news about the next-gen version, how well it did on Steam, and the reinvestment from the company. If you like these SNTR updates, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss my uploads, or check out SNTR Gaming, where I streamed this live. So, I pulled this from two different articles, both PC Gamer and Game Rant, reporting on this. Before I get to those quotes, the weekend, sort of the holiday weekend of Thanksgiving, Cyberpunk had one of its best sort of eras on Steam uh, to date with respect to number of sales and as well as the reviews. The reviews are sort of turning into a much better direction. Now, to be fair to the game, it's always done fairly well with respect to the reviews on Steam. If you look at the entire scope of the reviews, they look positive but they've increased in their positivity if you look at the more recent ones. Now, that doesn't really encapsulate the whole story because of how poorly the games run on the old system. So Cyberpunk just doesn't run very well on the old system. So we need to sort of grant that and also talk about how there still is not a next-gen version, which is very important to the information that I have for this video. So PC Gamer has this quotation. Uh, We are hard at work on the next-gen version of Cyberpunk scheduled for release the first quarter of 2022 alongside another major update for all platforms. This comes from CD Projekt's president and joint CEO, Adam Kaczynski. He went on to say that there is also ongoing work on the next-gen version of Witcher 3 and the Cyberpunk expansion. Now, this is from their report. Interestingly, despite the well-publicized troubles of Cyberpunk 2077 and the slow pace of addressing the issues, Kaczynski said CD Projekt's quarterly revenues were up nearly 40% year-over-year, reaching $144 million. So, year-over-year profits were lower for the same period, however, due mainly to expenses related to updating Cyberpunk and exploratory work on new projects. And now that has to do with the Game Rant report. So they're committed to the next-gen version. They're committed to, you know, updating the game and doing the right thing. But they're also heavily investing in the future and leaning away from the base game. So Game Rant's report says, CD Projekt Red just held its quarter three financial report for the 2021 fiscal year, detailing how its resources have been used so far. In a series of horizontal bar graphs, CD Projekt Red visually outlines this year's development team allocation, starting with values from the end of 2020. At that time, over half of CD Projekt Red's resources went into support of Cyberpunk 2077 and the development of its next-gen version, with about eighth of its resources going towards the game's expansion. By the end of September, however, resources for Cyberpunk's current support and its expansion become about equal. So if you, it's hard to visualize. So like an eighth of the resources compared to about half, that's the difference. Like the game had about half the people working on it, and then the future content had about, you know, 8% or whatever, or, or I'm sorry, an eighth. And now it's about even. So they've ramped up their resources 
in the actual game's expansion, which could have to do with what we got from Kaczynski, the fact that they are really dedicated to both the next-gen version and a big update in the first quarter of 2022. So, is Cyberpunk worth it right now? Well, they had a great big sale. A lot of people have bought the game at a very, very low cost, and it seems as though the people playing on PC would tell you it's worth it to dive in right now. The reviews are more positive than negative. I think that has the rank of very positive in its most recent reviews which seems crazy is this their no man's sky moment are they actually putting the game back on track until the next gen version launches and the official dlc and big update lands it remains for me to be a bit of a question mark if this game is worth it on console as always if you like these sntr updates hit subscribe and the bell button and i'll see you in the next one And I'll see the rest of you right now. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Always a spicy day when we're talking cyberpunk. Uh, and the, <laughs> the, the question always kind of coming up, like, is this game worth it? Is it, is it worth playing? Is it, uh, is it in a position that, uh, anybody should be paying attention to it? And, uh, obviously, you know, I, I'm interested in what you guys think because I, I couldn't believe that the reviews were as positive as they were on PC, but then I kind of remembered that's where the game actually ran well. That's where the game was, you know, playable, and consoles were the ones that sort of had the, uh, the problems. So, from where I sit, if you're going to go based purely off of community response, it seems as though playing on PC right now is a good time to get into the game. I, I, I can give you the stats on it right now, because currently, uh, currently the way that they they rank these uh, these games, why is the Steam database website making me do a CAPTCHA? Are you actually freaking serious? Uh, I have to click on ones containing buses. Dude, let me in. What is this? There we go. I was like, oh my gosh. I hate those captures. I'm very bad at them. Uh, so let's just pull up Cyberpunk right now in Steam. It's $30 in Steam, and its recent reviews, 25,000 reviews, are very positive. 83% of the 25,000 user reviews in the last 30 days are positive. Okay. Now, it's mostly positive for the 411,000 reviews, 76% out of the 411,000. So if you're going to play it on PC and snag it for literally 50% off for $30, then I, I would, I have to answer the question. Yeah, now is probably the time to try out Cyberpunk on PC, right? Cyberpunk 2077 gameplay on console is all over the place. Like the old consoles, it doesn't run very well at all. And then the new consoles don't even have a true next-gen version yet. So I can't recommend the game for console, but I can lay the reviews to you on Steam and look at the price and say, I don't know, it might be time for you to check it out. Now, I'm not going to jump back in and check this game out until until I get the the next-gen version. Didn't it always perform well on PC? Yes and no, Zubair. It looked better on PC, and in the early stages, they did have bugs, glitches, and some things they had to address. But the lion's share of the memes and the embarrassment for Cyberpunk was the consoles. Like, that's where it—that's where most of the problems resided. 
it, w- which is why it was removed from the Sony store. It was, you know, it, it, they, they were giving re- refunds on Xbox, you know. And so, it, 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 if you look at the reviews, I mean, 411,000 people have reviewed the game, and it's got like a 77 or a 76 or something. That, like, that's actually pretty good for that many reviews. What's good, Feed? I see you in the chat. Thank you guys again for being here. Go through your morning ritual. First uh, first 100 likes, we're almost there. Say good morning in the chat. It's always good to see you guys. Get your coffee orders in. We've updated the coffee storefront. It's a lot, uh, lot cleaner, a lot nicer. What's the current state of the PS4 version? Worth a play. I'm going to tell you to proceed with caution, okay, Christian? Because this game doesn't run well on old-gen consoles. I, I, I don't know if you would even want to bother. I, I would wait until they deliver the next-gen version and try and get a next-gen console. I, I wouldn't touch it. Even at the discounted cost, I just, I don't think so. What's good, Nolan Saints? Good morning, everybody. Dauntless, uh, man, so many people in chat. I love seeing all these names. Reckless and Eugene and Roger and uh, Lido and uh, Voided Reality. Good morning. Robert Jones, uh, Camille. It always performed well on PC. It has an 86 on Metacritic. That's why it's nominated for Best RPG at the Game Awards. Detroit says no old gen, only next gen and PC. I'm waiting on the PS4 update, says Robert. Performs well means not literally unplayable, which is basically how people felt day one with the, 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 old, the, the, the old console versions. I got a refund day two, says Vapor. When NPCs were running through walls and killing me from other rooms, I knew it wasn't ready. Narwaffle says, I played on PS4 for about five hours in game glitch and it wouldn't let me save. The last game saved was just before the dream hacking thing. So frustrated, I never went back. There's a testimony about PS4. It is still $30 on Steam, Chris. So, I cannot give it an endorsement based off of my experience on PC. I can only point to the reviews and say, it's doing it's doing well, and it's 30 bucks. So, you know what I mean? Oh, you like the Vader display? That's a good one, isn't it? Yeah, guys, don't forget coffee orders, displays, shirts, all of that. This is another this is another Christmas shirt from 80s Tees. Get your shirt orders in if you want to get some Christmas shirts before the holidays get here. Uh, remember to use code LONO over there. Uh, heard a mod was needed in these parts. Only only one with a nice shirt, so I hope you hope you got a nice shirt on today, Rad. That's always a requirement here. Well, maybe not. I mean, maybe I'm only the one that needs to wear a nice shirt, but you get the point. I, that that shirt that you had on the other day was hilarious. Necromunda hired gun is 72% mostly positive for all reviews, 81% very positive last 30 days, and 38% off. So Necromunda hired gun, have they done a lot of updates and fixes to that game, Hilly? Because I, I thought the game was very rough when I played it when it first came out. I started on Series X and then went to PC and it was a huge difference overall, says Detroit J. Um, I love Cyberpunk so much. I own it on the PS, PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Disclaimer, uh, my play is all PS5, Series X, and the 3070. Oh, for frick's sake. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Y'all are wearing shirts? Yeah, we are. We are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was such a random fine. It was good. It was good. I almost gave you like uh, I almost did like the eyeballs on on Instagram because I was like oh okay but I, I you put it in in Discord so I was like I'll just respond there. They fixed the controller invert which I know hit you. Oh gosh yeah that was terrible in Necromunda. If you guys are just tuning in let's let's do it let's do a Cyberpunk here. Uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Um, 
what should we ask have you played it is not um let's see let's see what what do we do what do we do what would make you come back how about that what would make you come back well maybe that doesn't even work what would make you a try it try it right so we'll do next gen update dlc which is which is more important in your mind the next gen update or are you kind of like i'm i'm waiting for dlc i would like you know um or we could just put uh nothing like nothing not interested as an option because that's also um that's also an option like simply i'm not interested i'll never be interested in that game i'll make that an option today so would the next gen update make you try it would dlc make you try it or you're like no nothing i'm not interested in the game ever free to play says hilly closer for chads that's right gta vice city uh sandbox blows cyberpunk out of this world says mj Rad says, I play on PC, so a next-gen update means little for me. Right, so you would probably, I would, I would assume you pick some DLC. You could, if you're playing it, enjoying it, or like it, or whatever, you could obviously just answer the question is like, well, what would make you kind of come back and check it out uh, if you've taken a break from it? Because I know even the people that like it, you know, I may take breaks periodically from it. Better combat and flying vehicles. Uh, once those are done, the game is probably fixed. Yeah, I'd be curious. I would be curious about the um, the combat. Because the combat just... There was something about it that didn't feel right. I played it on my PS5. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll play it again once they push out the next-gen update. But man, I don't know. The, the, the cyberpunk gameplay was just... There was something off. I, I couldn't put my finger on it. Somebody described it as like how you feel when you're fighting in a dream and I was like that is such a, a good <laughs> that's such a good description it does kind of feel like that uh, Vengeance with four months of membership and a tier 2 welcome back team double dip I greatly appreciate that I booted up the game after their last update and still couldn't uh, play a clean playthrough still long loading times and crazy world breaking glitches on old console I don't know if the game will ever be what it... I don't know if it'll ever be worth playing on an old console. I think even fans of the game might admit that. They're like, man, it's probably not worth playing on the old consoles. You're just, you're always going to deal with issues. Even a Cyberpunk 2077 DLC, it's not going to matter much if the game runs poorly. If you can't get a, a smooth, as you describe it, if you can't get a clean experience, then what's the point? You know, I just equipped a knife and ran around slashing everything. The only way you could die was hitting a gas bottle by mistake. People have to move from the old console. It should have never been released there. Yeah, I, I think, sadly enough, sadly enough, I think Cyberpunk would have fared better. I still think it would have had problems and it wouldn't have fared that well. It would have had bad reviews and criticism at the beginning. But I think it would have fared far better if they would have just avoided old consoles there would be memes there would be funny glitches there would certainly be criticisms but if it wouldn't have touched the old consoles I think it would have 100% gotten better treatment It's still, I think there was still very much deserved criticism and, and things that were pointed out that were disappointing 
I also wonder how much of that wouldn't have been an issue if they wouldn't have been wasting time trying to make it run on the old gen, you know? How much bandwidth and how much how many resources were wasted trying that, that, that's just such a sinking ship. You, you, that that's not worth your effort and your time. Look at how bad it runs. They wouldn't have sold as many copies. I yeah, I mean that's probably true. Buried under all the performance memes were uh, legit complaints about lack of actual RPG elements, character customization not mattering, missing features, etc. None of which have been addressed. Well, and that's why I wonder, Eugene, if people that actually saw through the the fog of war and saw the real issues with the game, would they ever come back? Like, DLC is not going to fix that stuff, you know? Game should have been next-gen only. <clears throat> I hope other devs were watching and just bite the bullet, right? CD Projekt Red didn't market it well. However, they got stuck in a rough release window with low new-gen sales and low availability. Right, right, right. Yeah. Did you see the new Microsoft Halo promotion that takes a selfie and turns you into the Master Chief in a video? No, uh, no, I've not seen that, Pugs. The game was advertised for old gen. Oh, MJ, I'm I'm not disputing that. I'm saying if somebody would have made the hard decision to say listen, this game we don't want this game on old gen, it's going to be really bad, we should be spending all of our resources making it run great and look great on next gen NPC there, we don't even know how much time they wasted, we don't know there's no way to know how much time they wasted on that they shared it on Twitter, pretty funny did you know that Cyberpunk has over 300,000 positive reviews on Steam that's the second most ever for a single player game on Steam. That Camille, I'm telling you, that's that's crazy to me. Even if it ran better on PC, I, I still don't think I would have given it a positive review. I still don't think if I was not a streamer and I played that game on PC, I wouldn't have made it out of the tutorial. I wouldn't have. Their pacing decisions were odd at best they were odd that's the nicest way to phrase it without i mean that their pacing decisions were so bad so many things in the early game they don't even make any sense you never do them again or you do them extremely infrequently i i don't know i i they're i'm telling you they still had scope creep they still have a very i still i still think they still have a very diluted game at some levels love the horizon zero dawn display oh yeah that one we had that one up yesterday and i liked it because it's similar to the god of war one it's more silhouette based which looks really good with the lights and then i swapped out uh witcher 3 for darth vader today we got some we got some new ones so we're trying to rotate them in that's the problem the name was announced before previous gen were even released the name then what Cyberpunk versus Anthem, which debacle was worse? I mean, that pff, they're so different. They're so different. Like Anthem, Anthem wasn't even running the first week for some people. It was really bad. It took them about a week or two to get it like workable as a game, and then the load times probably took another week or two for them to really fix because the load times were awful. And then it just slowly burned into a fire. It just grew into a fire because people were like, there's no end game here, you know? 
Oh, the game. Sorry. Oh, okay. You meant to say the... Well, then... Okay, so what was your statement then, Sid? You said, that's the problem. The game was announced before previous gen were even released. Right. It's been in development for a really long time. If you're just tuning in, we're talking Cyberpunk 2077. Worth it. 2021. Is it worth it? And it looks to be worth it on PC. The reviews are good. They've gotten they've gotten better over time, and it's only $30 on Steam. Now, I'm telling people to avoid old gen, and I'm even telling people, if you buy it on next gen, maybe just do it because it's on sale, but I would wait for the next gen update. The, the, Cyberpunk 2077 next gen update, it's not landing until like quarter one of next year, so I, I wouldn't, you don't want to, you don't want to, I, I don't want to, you don't want to miss out on the sale, but you also don't want to dive in right now and play it in a you know the version that you're going to play isn't going to be very good. I did see the Sea of Thieves season five trailer. Uh, can finally bury treasure for others to find and quest for when it gets turned on. You still get credit even if on lo- offline. I'm telling you, it launches on Thursday. It would be so fun for Hilly and I to boot up and play Friday night, but we know how that game typically goes. So I don't. I, I, I think what we should do is promote Jackbox all week and be like, hey, if you're a member here or a member on Presents, be here Friday night for Jackbox. Community game night. Hilly will co-host with me. We'll let you guys use the Discord to get the codes to participate as long as you're a paying member. And then the rest of the audience can participate as well. I'd like to start to kind of like get some momentum for Friday nights. And and maybe Hilly and I could then start pivoting back to other games. Because right now we're just picking random games. And it's like, well, we could do some community stuff for now. My argument is that this current new gen was an option to be exclusive. uh, Considering how long development had lasted, that makes it even worse because last gen was the target. Yeah, never forget. (laughs) Yeah, we had some some choice words that night. Uh, um, I wonder, did Cyberpunk suffer from the dev scope being too rich? Or the fan hype being out of control. Huh. I, no! No. I don't think... I think DevScope got too broad. Okay. Another game that I feel fell prey to this was Biomutant. Okay? Biomutant attempted, from where I sit, right? Attempted to have too many things in their game so nothing was substantive I think very similarly about cyberpunk I think cyberpunk wanted to have tons of things so they could check a bunch of boxes but the substance of those items is not it's not they're not excellent they're simply there I think this is why the RPG elements and the 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 the, the sense of like I, why would I bother caring about my build well that's because those it, those situations oh those situations those those features they lack substance and care it's it's too it's too broad right poll results are interesting but lately I'm seeing the argument uh, be more widespread of the game being plain not good underneath all the technical problems well it's got the review scores on Steam are hard to, are hard to argue with. They are. I give this game a hard time. I I've I've taken plenty of chin shots at Cyberpunk, and I think most of my 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 shots have been fair. I don't feel like I ever hit below the belt. I think all of my 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 shots were fair, but 
the PC version of Cyberpunk 2077 is clearly not as bad as many people might think just based on the reviews alone, right? Warnings worth the same without you? Oh, thank you. I can see what you mean. Thing we're just not polished at all. Yeah, it's like... So there's an, there was an episode of Comedians in Cars getting coffee with Will Ferrell, and he says, I like when the menu has so many different things on it because you know they're all going to be so good. And you can just see it in his face, demeanor, and his voice tone. That That's generally not true. When you go to a restaurant that has... Every, they, they've got Italian, they've got burgers, they've got pizza, they've got Mexican. If they have all these different food types, well, then the odds of them all being very good is unlikely. And the worry would be in a game like this that you're, you're going to have the same thing. You're going to have this sense of it's nothing's actually all that polished. This is the news we should be talking about. Yeah, Farm Sim, we, yeah, we, we've we got something we were trying to do with it, and uh, the game was, ba- it was, it was a mess. I don't know if they fixed it. Um, I don't know if they fixed it. I really don't. Because the, uh, the, 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 it was the, 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 even the tutorial softlocked in Farm Sim 22. I think Cyberpunk... Uh, is like any game. It works for some and doesn't for others. <clears throat> when people can play it without so many bugs, people can see it for what it is and form a better opinion about it. Um, Especially when you contrast it and compare it with The Witcher 3. Right, like The Witcher 3 had bugs, glitches, and issues, but then as soon as, as, soon as they got those bugs and glitches fixed, there was clearly a good game underneath. Cough cool with five, I'm sorry, four months of subs at a tier five. That is ridiculously kind to have that high tier of a membership. I love Cyberpunk, played it on GeForce Now last December. Farm Sim 22 has more players than Battlefield. Yeah, Battlefield's in bad shape. Insomniac coming in with a $5 tip. Good morning, everybody. Another day of spice. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that $5 tip. Now, to be fair, I'm not going to sit here and defend Battlefield, but Sim games are literally the largest and most popular games on Steam. So that's a that's a that's a pretty rough comparison. Um, yeah, it's got a huge following. Witcher Three is a different game; it's non-comparable, and people should stop. Well, I don't agree with you there, Rad. I I think they are comparable. How is Witcher Three and Cyberpunk not comparable? There's RPG elements. You can compare it there. I'm not even talking about the combat. To be fair to Witcher 3, there are lots of people that think that the combat in Witcher 3 is clunky and not polished. I've had people say that to me. They're like, I couldn't get into the Witcher 3 because the combat didn't feel good. I felt the opposite. I slowly got better at the combat and it kind of clicked and I was having a good time. But I could see why they would think that. I I do think there were elements of the combat in Witcher 3 that were a little rough around the edges. 100%. But there's RPG elements. There's open world elements to both games. And I, I, I think when you compare... The RPG open world elements of Witcher 3 to Cyberpunk, I, I don't think there's a comparison. I think Witcher 3 was significantly better. They're totally different experiences. The things people are comparing are not the same. They're comparing a polished, long-standing game to a new game that's still being polished. 
And isn't that part of the problem, though, Rad? After Witcher 3, they didn't have the archetype for good RPG elements to build from. They didn't have the archetype for good, uh, you know, dialogue options and impact, right? Like, the characters are well-designed and well-voice-acted. You know, that that is true of Cyberpunk. But they have, they have the archetype. This is one of the reasons that Destiny 1 to Destiny 2 was so frustrating. It's like, you guys had the archetype at the end, you finally got it right, and then you completely build a separate game. Witcher 3, at the end of its dev cycle, it was the archetype. It's like, this is the game. This is the game. This, This should be how, this is your blueprint for your next game. Put it in a different environment and make it a shooter, and then just put Witcher 3 underneath of it. And it'd have been a it'd have been a smash hit. I don't know. I, I I don't agree. I don't agree with with your with where you're coming from on this because a, a new game being polished. It's like I, I I'm normally the one that is like it's oh I would rather a game improve itself than just give up, right? I'd rather have a No Man's Sky moment. I'd rather have a Division, you know, 1.8 patch. I'd rather have everything they've done with with Destiny, you know, 2 after how bad it was. I'd rather have those moments than to chuck the baby out with the bathwater. But I have a really hard time giving CD Projekt Red a pass in this regard because you had the archetype and you failed to do it with the next game. I agree the archetype is the same and they could be compared but most people are comparing a finished game to an unfinished game how does that help cyberpunk grow because it gives them an ideal to aspire to and it and it and it begs the question why is it wrong to compare the games and you're saying well because it's unfinished well then it shouldn't even have launched then right it's like me putting a pizza on the table and it's doughy and it's not cooked through and you're like well the the pizza the pizza that we got last year was so much better well it was finished you're you're that you're comparing a finished pizza to an unfinished pizza and that's not fair well then what'd you bring it out here for what'd you put the pizza on the table for get it out of here I'm not saying it should have been I'm saying what we have Okay, so at one level, Rad, you're not wrong in that at one level, we have to accept that Cyberpunk is unfinished. We have to accept that, okay? And they're attempting to to quote-unquote polish it and finish it, okay? I'll accept that. I'm not going to sit here and wail on them unfairly, but it's really hard. It's really hard to accept the launch of an unfinished game when Witcher 3 ran on old gen consoles 30 FPS it, it, they had some graphical performance issues in the beginning and then they, they, they fixed it later okay but Beneath was a good game Beneath was a thoughtful polished and when I say archetype I mean like the archetype it's like this is the blueprint for an open world RPG game it is ex- it is excellent. How do you how do you not just do it again? And I'm telling you, it has nothing to do with it being unfinished. It's scope creep. They wanted it to be bigger and 
better and broader and I think scope creep caved in on them if it was the same as a witcher people would keep complaining it's a witcher reskin I don't think that would have happened because it's completely different time theme and it's first person so a first person shooter in a cyberpunk sort of like you know synth wave I mean even the storyline is just completely different right Witcher 3 still has many bugs and glitches. Oh, come on. If, if, if you want to compare the bugs and glitch, glitches in Witcher 3 to Cyberpunk, homie, there ain't enough paper. Like, you can't do that. You can't. That's, that's, that's a fool's errand. You're, you, that is a fool's errand to do. Why not defend argue against the game being something new that, and that they failed and are fixing it? Well, okay, so the the problem here is the problem here is I think in this discussion is I'm looking at it without bias. I'm looking at it as a gamer and thinking from development, you know, what should have happened and in the process of fixing it, why are you not using the archetype? Why are you not using like the Witcher as sort of your let's get there? So I think the problem is is like the bias is if someone likes it it's like you're defending the you're defending the kid you're defending your son who has potential but he's he's just a loser and he's he's not doing anything with his life you see the potential and you love him and so you're 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 kind about it and I'm coming in and be like get off the couch you bum what are you doing with your life you see like I don't have that. I don't have that affection for the game. So I'm just like, what the, how did you guys mess this up? And I do think the fact that it's gotten the praise, it's gotten, it's gotten the praise that it's gotten on steam and the reviews is because they have enough quality and enough skill to create a game that, that isn't going to be just universally hated. It's more universally praised on PC than it is disliked because I think at its core, they made a, they made a good product. But I think once you start peeling back the layers, it's like there's so much diluted here because of scope creep. It's I think scope creep is the main issue. They tried to do too much. ADJC with four months of, of memberships Here's for the coffee and the discussion. Cyberpunk is great in my opinion. I can tell it had issues, but not enough to stop me from enjoying it. Should have been on PS5. Yeah, thanks, ADJC. I appreciate the renewal. We Let's go from Savage Shark Bite four months. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <clears throat> I'm not defending it this way because I like it. I'm defending it because this is what we have, and this is what we're dealing with. Well, okay, sure. I am attempting to diagnose it, though, right? I'm attempting to diagnose like how it happened. Right? I'm not I'm not like trying to go back and do like the woulda shoulda coulda. Well, they should have done this, they blah, blah 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 blah. But my question is going forward, if I'm going to have confidence in CD Project Red as a developer, how do you how do you make The Witcher 3 and not use that as your template? for future open world RPG projects that that's that's where I fall on it it's like you need to build confidence in me as a consumer number one I am extremely curious how this happened if it was scope creep then learn from that and don't have scope creep 
in the next project, in the next game. Because everybody should be really concerned that Witcher 4 will go the same route. Witcher 3! It's sitting there, it's been invested in, polished, improved, it's great. That's your archetype. Use that, and then set up guardrails, and don't have scope creep. When I look at Cyberpunk, I, I, it's, it's, it's insane to me. It's like, how, okay, you've, you've owned your mistakes, you've, you, it's back on old gen, which you shouldn't play it there. You're working on, you know, the next gen update. That's all fine and well and good. But at a foundational level, baked into the crust of this game is scope creep dilution that cannot just be fixed with the wave of a wand or a DLC. So the worry that I would have is it'll never really get out of out of the the category that it's in. It's like okay, it's good, but it's not the greatness that it could have been. And then I'm like, okay, Witcher, Witcher Four. You, if you do this again, then. Fool me once, fool me twice, kind of a situation. Like we we can't you can't just be like, oh yeah, it's another unfinished game. Jake coming back for four months, Cyberpunk more like Cyber Junk, am I right? <laughs> Thanks for the four months, dude. <clears throat> we just wanted a Witcher 3 Cyberpunk edition. <laughs> Bethesda games could be a comparison. However, uh I've lost my place in the chat. However, those games are Lear Scrolls and Fallouts were nowhere near as bad as 2077. Yeah, those glitches were more silly, funny. They weren't like foundational game breaking. Like, I, when, whenever a company is going to be on the path that Cyberpunk is currently on, okay, I want to cheer for them, but I also want to be like, you got to be kind of held accountable here who made the decisions who was leading this project that led to it even being on old gen okay because we can't have that kind of a, a of a disastrous decision again who who allowed for the scope creep like these are the ways you fix and continue and this this feels similar to when we were sort of diagnosing what happened with anthem it was like how does this happen it's bioware what What's going on? Well, if you go back and you look at the breakdown, it makes perfect sense. Bad leadership, lack of decision-making, lack of direction and vision casting, and you end up with a disaster of a launch. You end up with a game that should have been built in you know, a, four, a three to four year period built over 18 months, and, it was, and it's a disaster. Cyberpunk wasn't as bad as the industry nor the gaming community made it. It was a cancel thing. There have been worse games made, and I cannot remember another thing being removed from a store. Now, that I don't agree with at all. It was, it was, it it was unplayable on old consoles. I, I I do not believe that the average consumer of cyberpunk on the old consoles was buying into cancel culture. No, it was it was a disaster on old consoles. It was embarrassing. No, I reject that narrative out of hand. That is not accurate. The people that were asking for refunds, the people that were like, what did I buy? It wasn't because they read an article, watched a YouTuber, or were buying into like a, a mob of cancel. It was, this is trash. This is, this one does, it barely runs. It looks so bad. I saw footage of old gen cyberpunk. I was like, 
Who greenlit this? It doesn't even make any sense. It played okay on the new Xbox. I don't know. I knew it a year ago. They'd patch some things, make some statements, and people would start rewriting the narrative. Well, I don't know if you can rewrite the reviews on on Steam, though, Eugene. I think at its core, they've built a good game. It's got parts of it that are very diluted and not substantive because of scope creep, but Cyberpunk seems to be just fine on PC. 411,000 people over the course of the game's life aren't rewriting the narrative. It's on sale right now and has been dramatically improved, so the recently, you know, the recent reviews are very good. What did Yeah, let's find out what Cyberpunk tweeted back in 2011. Can you remember another game being ridic- uh, ridiculed like Sony? Well, okay, but you got to tell the whole story, Dauntless. You got to tell the whole story. CD Projekt Red directed people to try to get refunds from Microsoft and Sony. Sony didn't appreciate that, and Sony said, okay, if if, if you're going to direct people to get refunds on your game from us, we're supposed to refund them, then we don't want you in our store. That's a disaster. What are you talking about? How many... If you think about the PlayStation 4 and how many PlayStation 4s were in circulation, the, the, the number of, of copies that were sold and then subsequently desiring for a refund, it was probably a nightmare. How many at the time? Would have, probably about 110 million PlayStation 4s were in circulation at the time that, that, that Cyberpunk launched. Somewhere between 110 to 120 million in, in circulation. Somewhere in there, in that ballpark. Why are we acting like Microsoft didn't follow suit? Well, Microsoft didn't pull it from its store. Microsoft put a disclaimer on the game. So, so Dauntless, you think you think that Microsoft and Sony were like, yeah, let's go along with cancel culture? They literally put a disclaimer on the game. I don't think they were doing that to be mean, cheeky, or like, cancel. Uh... What do you say? I know I may seem biased as I only played the game on new gen, a series S, and I enjoyed it every time I'd fired it up. Oh, homie, you if you got you <laughs> You didn't play it on the old gen. I swear to frick, I swear to frick, I'll install it on my PS4. I will. I'll show you I'll show you how bad it is. So are we saying that the game would have been just fine if it didn't launch on old consoles? It'd have been oh yeah, it'd have been significantly better. The reviews on Steam are fine. It ran like utter refuse on the old gen to the point that a disclaimer had to be put on Microsoft's platform gets removed from the Sony platform. Total embarrassment, right? Now, let's just imagine it doesn't launch on old gen. Let's just, let's just, as a thought experiment, what would we have thought? We, I still think people would have said, this is, this is bad. The Witcher 3 is the is the archetype of what this game could be. And and you didn't even mimic a single ounce of it, other than maybe the dialogue trees. Maybe. This is not what was delivered. Yeah, the official the official trailers. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't look anything like it like it did. When you spend that amount on marketing and the game is full of bugs, I think you bring a lot of the uproar on yourself. That's another angle. That's exactly right, Hilly. You can't market this game. 
okay listen 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 I was not I was not on the hype train I wasn't this game was marketed as if it was going to be the the video game messiah like it was going to come and deliver cyberpunk 2077 gameplay was going to be a euphoric existential experience you got Keanu Reeves is that us hyping the game or are you hyping the game you literally got the internet's favorite celebrity to promote your game and be in your game so who hyped the game who I, I'm the first to admit sometimes gamers go full head first into the hype pool and they bust their nose on the bottom of the pool that's not what happened with cyberpunk I do, I do not buy into that narrative at all never the way they marketed this game absolutely not I don't play that at the feet of the community one iota Coyote with a 10 spot. Ignoring last gen, the game was a buggy mess with crashes, poor optimization, bad AI, and bugs, skill trees that ruined an entire playthrough. Somehow I still enjoyed the game though, TBH. (laughs) What kind of voodoo does this game do to people? What kind of voodoo? (laughs) I don't understand. What kind of voodoo trickery? It was bad, it was poorly optimized, a lot of crashes, bugs, skill trees would ruin an entire playthrough. I don't know. Somehow I still enjoyed it, though. I, you know, I, I love the game. Actually, I've got a cyberpunk tattoo. What did the game do to you? How? How do you get to that point? There's a new video on the false advertising and the aggressive marketing of cyberpunk. I think it's new, right? Uh, oh, I think we did on the other channel, and I don't know why we did, uh, Creature. Sorry we enjoy it. That's also what annoys me. You like this? Yeah, I do. Oh, well, God forbid. No, Radical. No. You're allowed to like things that I don't like. I'm not gonna try and yuck your yum. I was pushing back on the idea that, like, the community overhyped it and got too excited absolutely not no you don't get to show off trailers and talk about the the game the way they did you don't get to trot out Keanu Reeves and be like we didn't really hype the game up what are you talking about <laughs> our, our marketing budget was very meager we we didn't really we didn't really try and 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 get people excited about the game <laughs> get out get out of here (laughs) they hyped the game they launched it on old gen knowing how bad it would run they did scope creep to their own game all of them they they did all that none of that's on the community I'm okay with the pushback and the criticism but people 100% crap on, uh, on others who like it that's not cool well radical this is this reminds me of when you know, and I'm gonna tread lightly here, but this reminds me of when, when, when women will claim it's so hard to be a streamer because look at all of the mean things people say to them. And I'm here to tell you, we we all get it, right? It happens to everybody. I don't think Cyberpunk's special, Rad. I think people do this with every video game. They do. People crap on people for people liking Halo. People crap on people for you know liking Call of Duty. It, it literally is just gamers. 
<laughs> that's not what you meant at all. Well, no, I know that's not what you meant, but I can start to kind of feel like, well, oh, people are crapping on us for liking Cyberpunk. Well, yeah, I mean, like, welcome to gaming. <laughs> that's that's kind of a constant, I think. I mean, that's a constant. It's like people are going to be crappy. People are going to make bad arguments. People are going to say, well, you like that game? That game's trash. Like, think about the the viral nature of memeing, mocking, and disliking something. People love it. That's a factor here, okay? So, now that doesn't mean that Cyberpunk didn't deserve, you know, some some criticism or some bad reviews, but it certainly turned into, you know, a bit of a, uh, a viral moment for them in the worst way possible. Um, they outright lied and hid the old gen version from reviewers, so they absolutely deserve the verbal kicking they got for those choices. Right. And they shouldn't do that. That's what causes ridiculous back and forth that becomes unfounded. If people want to have real conversations about games, stop that being normal. It's ridiculous. Well, and, and I, you, if you, were, you weren't here yesterday, Rad, I, I was in a position yesterday where I was having to defend Destiny, which always makes me, you know, have a, like, it's like vomit in my mouth, because people were making inaccurate criticisms like you should make good criticisms because that's more helpful it's not helpful like if I was sitting here slamming cyberpunk for like having garbage graphics well that's pointless right that's pointless it actually has good graphics it looks very good I thought it looked great on my PS5 and I wasn't even playing the next gen version that was one of the few nice things I had to say about the game. I was like, it actually looks beautiful. It really does. The character design is phenomenal, which I know is a major part of the game's appeal because, you know, you kind of got, like, the bodies and the, you know, they definitely put that element into the game pretty heavily, even in the marketing. So it had to look nice. But, you know, I don't think anybody, I don't feel like anybody here is, uh, is overstepping or bashing people for liking it. This is where I use the phrase I've used often these days, not just in gaming, but I'm glad that my enjoyment of something isn't based on someone else's enjoyment of it. Right. I am never, you guys know this, I'm not going to sit here and try and convince people to not like the game. I even opened up this morning and said, from where I sit, I can make a recommendation of checking the game out on PC. It's 50% off. It's $30. The, the most... The most recent reviews are very positive. Over well, the overarching reviews, four hundred eleven thousand, are positive. So it's it's got like a seventy six overall and like an eighty three percent for the last thirty days. So to me, I'm like, well, that's that's definitely worth checking out. But I'm trying to diagnose what in the frick happened, and and also being like, they deserve to kind of get drug for this. Like, what are y'all doing? We're gonna drag you out here and be like, talk to us. What what'd you do to this game? Yeah, it was top seller on Steam over the weekend. The topic in general. Sure, and that's that is the internet, right? That that is why, you know, if somebody says something that, like I literally just put a video on Twitter this morning about why are we so polarized? And I think it it it, it, it lends everything I said in that video applies to gaming. It applies to gaming. So the there is a, a, an identity and a meaning crisis happening. People lack a sense of identity and meaning because traditionally we got it from other things and those things are generationally drifting from the worldview and and the, 
the sort of the zeitgeist of like what people think about themselves, what they think about value, meaning, and themselves. And so what people are doing is they're attaching external things to their identity and getting their identity from that. And this takes shape in brand loyalty with consoles. It takes shape in brand loyalty with video games. And so this is where if you don't like something or you like something, it's a part of your identity and it's very personal, which is why the debates get so hyperbolic and overstated. It's why it gets emotional. People get like people get emotional about video games, right? I mean, I get passionate, I get fired up, I get I get ramped up. Sure, it's 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 a, it's a passion. It's a it's a it's a hobby. But I don't know if I've ever gotten like emotional about like or like angry, sad, or want to hurt others or or brigade or lamb-based or categorize somebody because they play on a different system than me or like a game that I don't like, right? Frankie says, if they add police chases for me in the open world, it will at least have something worth doing and driving around. We sneaking content on the Twitter now? It was a clip! What do you mean? I, I put it on uh, Twitter, and I put it on uh, Instagram, and I put it on TikTok. If we start getting known for that kind of commentary and kind of clips and everything, well, drive people to the to the main show, to the main content. I never get defensive about Halo. Um, I mean games. <laughs> I think we all agree that it shouldn't have launched on old gen, says Dauntless. I guess CD Projekt Red felt ob- obligated because of the marketing lead-up, but it ruined them. Please play OSRS. I don't know what that is. Y'all, I can take my opinion being crapped on. I'm talking about the the kind of uh, kind of hate is used, i.e. in a conversation like this saying, you liking this is dumb. It has no weight in the conversation. Well, and, it, and, and I, I try to, in the heat of battle, see that when somebody's doing that, it's because they don't have... They don't have a good position. That's why they're resulting, resorting to that. You know, rudeness... Rudeness is the weak man's imitation of strength. So if somebody's going to be rude and unkind in a discussion, it's because they're trying to imitate strength because they know their position is weak, right? Uh, I think Lono uh, knew The Last Jedi would be trending today, and that's why he has Vader up. Betty White's also trending. Um, is is she? Is it her birthday? Hopefully, that's why she's trending. Um, since Betty White is trending, why is she trending? Is she trending because she's having a birthday or something why do people do this she turns 100 on January 17th okay well she needs to be protected at all costs um <laughs> gamers go full uh, go full head first into the hype pool and then bust their nose on the bottom <laughs> on the bottom of the pool <laughs> that's a pretty good quote thank you They're just never going to get slack from me, says Eugene. People can certainly enjoy it, and that's fine, but that practice is completely unacceptable, and it's the second time they've done it. Uh, I swear to God, Betty White better be okay. Yeah, she'll outlive us all. You got a Betty White displate? No, I don't have a Betty White displate. <laughs> so... I'm tired of people complaining about the sad state of third-party AAA dev and not speaking with wallets. Right, right. Like the meme, like the meme in uh, that you put in Discord. I'm sick of you guys releasing unfinished buggy 
cash grab crap who is funding this and then he's got money in his hand <laughs> uh, battlefield 2042 cyberpunk 2077 deathloop pc performance gta remaster the list goes on and on spend more on marketing than making the actual game and it will go gold before release Deathloop does not deserve the praise that it gets like at all it doesn't it's not a 9 or a 10 it's not a game of the year contender no it's 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 a it's a it's a 7 out of 10 game at best that's my issue they were not ethical in the delivery or the release you can enjoy cyberpunk says jaggy if you play it like a traditional narrative adventure game and stick to the story but an open world game it's truly terrible I could care. I could uh, not care less if the game is good or bad. Who likes it or doesn't? Right. So Chief Warlock says I put around 200 hours across two playthrough playthroughs and enjoyed both of them to death. I will say that CD Projekt Red does need to be held accountable for the state uh, it was released. Like Hello Games. This is why I champion Hello Games and No Man's Sky. If you're just tuning in, we're discussing whether or not the the, uh, the the state of cyberpunk is worth playing right now and it seems as though it seems as though the the state of the game on PC is well worth checking out for you know the $30 sale price so you can take the poll at the top of the chat if you're new hit subscribe if you want to talk in the chat what would make you try cyberpunk like if you've been if you've sort of been on the outside um are you, you know, would it be a next-gen update? Would it be a DLC or nothing? You're just, you're not going to come back. You're not interested. Um, they're allowing, they're asking if people want to interview uh, Fiona, who's working on that new game, OFK. I don't really have a place for interviews like that. Um, I don't really do that kind of content right now. I'm frankly tired of people being a-holes for the sake of being a-holes when I or someone else genuinely enjoys something. Comes with the territory on the internet, I know. I just try to see through it. I think, I think Sven, when you've been through... Um, how do I want to phrase this? When you've stared the devil in the face, the, you know, little demons aren't as bothersome, right? Like, I just, I've been through the ringer and the pit of the darkness of the internet and come out on the other side. And most of these people are just toothless dogs like that just are taking out their own personal issues and frustrations on a game or, or people or a community. Right? You see what I'm saying? Like, I just can see through the veil. I just see them for what they are. They're just a toothless dog barking. There's no bite. There's nothing. It's just, it's just some frustrated, angry little yelping dog with no teeth you know it just um same principles of identity politics applies here well i don't i don't, don't want to wait into that this morning yo what's good imori uh do the interview uh it's the first step back to hosting things i get these opportunities all the time she seems really nice she's in that new game we are okay we are okay or whatever that that band game that was promoted during the sony thing um you attack the product and people take it as an attack on themselves. Right, and that's why I said it's very related to the clip I put on Twitter this morning. It's very related to people getting their identity from a game or the games they like, the platforms they like, or the platforms they don't like, or the games that they don't like, right? Draxer says, uh, 
What is this? For example, of Cyberpunk being fun, I had a mission to kill a guy. He was in a building full of guards. There was no possible way to get him without killing or stunning the guards and raising the alarm. I stole a huge truck and rode to the building, parked under the guy's office, double jumped from the truck through the window to his office, quickly stunned him and jumped out the window with him on my shoulder. I mean, obviously, anytime you can have that level of creativity for solving a problem, that's really enjoyable. That was one of the things I enjoyed about Breath of the Wild. I felt like a lot of the the puzzles and the, and, the, and the different things you could kind of solve in your own way, right? What interview? I have, um, it's a really, really big new thing now. So promotional uh, agencies and marketing companies will send emails to YouTubers to be like, hey, do you want to interview this person? So they're giving me the opportunity if I want to, to interview um, her, it's, it says, interview PlayStation's uh, Asian American voiceover star of the new game, We Are OFK. And her name is Fiona, uh, Fiona Rain. She's voicing somebody in this new game. And they're giving people the opportunity to set up interviews. Well, the problem is, is it would maybe, it would mainly be a puff piece, right? She seems really nice, really sweet. Bring her on, ask her some questions about doing voice acting, promote their new game. Like, we're just not in a position to do that. I'm not running a show like that. I'm not Jimmy Fallon, right? Like, and that's, and that's largely what they're looking for, right? Um, you see what I'm saying? I don't, I'm not in a position to like just periodically interview people. I'd be happy to do it. I'd be happy to do it, but I don't have a space for it right now. I just don't. Um, Sounds like a useful way to network. Sure, and I just, we'll, you know, we'll try to figure out if places, if things like that can fit into the framework of the, the kind of content that we create. By the way, if you're new and you're clicking subscribe, I'm a safe for work broadcaster. We do a talk show like this Monday through Friday. Yesterday we talked Halo and we talked New World. We did two shows yesterday. Today we're talking Cyberpunk and then I got another show after this one about Halo. So if you're enjoying your time here, hit subscribe. Be sure to introduce yourself in chat. We'd love to meet you. We do regular live streams about gaming content here as well as gameplay. Uh, and we're covering like Elden Ring and from software games as well as a lot of New World. We plan to cover Lost Ark when it comes out as well. And uh, today, covering the, the resurgence of of interest and, and praise uh, and investment in Cyberpunk 2077 DLC. The, the Cyberpunk 2077 next-gen update that is that is apparently going to hit first quarter of next year, right? Um, could open a lot of doors? Yeah, it could. It could. We need that to be framed and consistent, though. It can't be a record, a record scratch or it does more harm than good. Right. I can't just be like, hey, guys, I'm going to interview this person today. Like, what? Why? Like, what the... F- like, why is that happening? Right. You have a whole network. I'm pretty sure you could be Jimmy Fallon if you if you can find the time. Well, give it enough time. Batman could 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 definitely become a Jimmy Fallon. Don't these weirdos understand this is a coffee company? What a weird request! <laughs> yeah, get your coffee orders in. Who's going to be the first coffee order of the day? The store has been updated. There's a lot nicer uh, checkout flow. Let us know what you think. Do us a favor, if you haven't left any reviews, the reviews got scrubbed with our update. Oops, a daisy. So if you want to leave a review of the Rageous Roast Coffee, please do that. Sorcerer of Havoc with seven months of subs and a tier two. Double Dip Club, love this community. Keep up the awesome work, Lono. Thank you, Sorcerer. 
I appreciate all of the people that double dip. If you want to support the channel directly, subscribing is totally free. So thank you to everybody who has hit subscribe this morning or smash the like button. That's free, and we greatly appreciate it. If you want to support directly, you can click the join button. You can use the coffee command, order some coffee. All of my shirts are from 80s Tees. They got a great Christmas collection if you're trying to get some shirts for the holidays. Now's the time to do it. And then the displates, use my link below in the description or the link in chat. If you want to get a nice discount on displates, great time to buy coffee for a gift for somebody, a shirt, displate, all that supports me. If you order anything on Amazon, feel free to use my Amazon affiliate link. That Amazon command and link is uh, below in the chat as well. I'm sorry, it can be in the chat if you use the command or it's below in the description. Um, so with, you know, with the cyberpunk thing, this is where I, this is where I sit, okay? This is where I sit on the issue. I played through the entire opening tutorial of Cyberpunk 2077 gameplay on my PS5. I did that, okay? And saw enough to make criticisms of the pacing and the combat. When they release the next-gen update, I will return to that game and check it out and maybe give it a little bit more time so that, you know, Radical can... Uh, you know, can swoon over the game and you guys that love the game can can be, you know, happy to see it shown off again. That's kind of my position on it. I got two shirts this morning, save 30 bucks with the code. Oh, thank you. Yeah. My code gets you 30% off. It's really, it's really nice. Rick Flair, woo, coming in. Uh, chest pain with eight months of membership. Welcome back. We are slowly inching toward 400 members here. So thank you everybody who maintains their membership or starts a brand new one. We greatly appreciate that. Five months from Mythrax. I really believe this interview would be the beginning of your return to hosting E3s. I believe it could. Keep up the good work. I appreciate that. Thank you. I don't need your approval to swoon. (laughs) Shut up, Rad. Uh, Okay, coffee ordered. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, By the way, Rad, I saw you, you know, you want to do Fridays with Rad. We're we're brainstorming already about uh, content flow and a show on presents. Um, we're thinking because if you weren't here yesterday when I was away, I started consuming some content and and discussions. Uh, it was it was a lot of Jordan Peterson stuff, and I know people are like there there are people that don't like him for the wrong reasons or whatever. Um, and I know people get uneasy when you mention someone like that. Thank you for two Frickmas orders uh, so, so much. OG Boxer, thank you. Um, but I genuinely have enjoyed his approach to dialogue and discussion and a lot of the topics that he's covered are a lot of the things that I would like to talk about. So we're definitely going to start to see that. We're going we're gonna to shift that, that content flow and focus over on Presents toward that uh, kind of content. And that might then leave room for... Um, for that kind of that kind of content, so I um, we're, we we've just got to figure out you know how we want to cover it, how we want to talk about those things, and start putting it over there. The first part of Cyberpunk is much weaker than the second part, where you get to play stories of side characters like Pam. Um, they are way better than the main story. So wait, you play as other people? I've never been a fan of that. Why is that? Why do you enjoy that in Cyberpunk? I've never liked you play the side stories you play stories of side characters so do you do a mission for them or do you actually play as them in the game right Thursdays with Thad would be an excellent idea <laughs> yeah 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 um, so thank you OG Boxer uh, for the first 
first coffee order of the day. We greatly appreciate that. Um, I I don't like when games do that. You don't play as other people in Cyberpunk. You do missions for them. Oh, okay. He just phrased it in a, in a funny way. I don't like that. Um, you framed it wrong. You just help them. Okay, okay. I can't. I don't know about you. I don't like that in games where you're suddenly playing as somebody else. I find it to be incredibly irritating. When they did that in Spider-Man, I was like, what? No, I don't want to play as somebody else, right? You're playing as others. No, apparently they're saying you do missions for them. It's like loyalty missions. Okay. Okay. I understand now. Sometimes you play as Johnny, though. Oh, well, that's a little bit different, though, isn't it? He fixed his error. Stand down. Everybody stand down. River Ward side quest line is some of the best quest writing I've ever seen in an RPG. The side characters are amazing. The only time you play as someone else's flashbacks is Johnny, and that's like one or two missions. Okay. Don't get me wrong, I've seen a majority of people crap all over Cyberpunk, but I do know a couple of handfuls of people personally who really like the game, so I don't really blame the ones that do. They must have a reason. Well, like I said, look at the reviews on Steam. Look at the reviews on Steam. Clearly, Cyberpunk's doing something right on the PC version because 411,000 people have reviewed it and it's got like a 76%. And with 20-something thousand people have reviewed it in the last 30 days and it has like an 83%. So clearly, they're getting something right. I think it was hard. It's, It's hard to... How do I want to phrase this? You guys like food analogies. So, like, if I go to a restaurant and the meal is inconsistent, there are parts that are good, there are parts that are bad. The 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 ambiance of the restaurant can have a pretty significant impact on how mad or irritated or critical I'm going to be, okay? If I'm in a nice fancy restaurant and it feels like I'm at Chuck E. Cheese and there's kids running around throwing stuff, screaming and yelling, and the ambiance is generally unpleasant, I'm going to see through that lens, man, this food sucks. And that's what I think generally happened with Cyberpunk is the next gen debacle, the refunds, the memes, the negativity, We everybody looks through that lens and thinks, there's no way there's anything redeeming about this game. And then the people playing on PC that are paying no attention to YouTube or Twitter or the forums or the memes, they're playing the game and being like, this is a good game. I'm enjoying it. Why? Well, it's got some rough spots, some bland spots, but most of the meal is good, right? (laughs) This is a tough analogy for me. As a Jewish woman, I'm just happy to be eating. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, you know... I think people look through this lens and they were like, there's no way it's redeemable. And I, I think this is one of those, there's, this is, this is one of those situations where the, the lion's share of the people playing the game are not paying attention to the internet. Right? Recent reviewers haven't pulled for, for uh, full price, I'd imagine. Yeah, but Jaggy, out of 411,000 reviews since it launched on Steam, it has like a 70 something percent. It's got a, it's got a good score. Like, that's that's not people being like, well, it's on sale, so I'll be nicer. No, that's people being like, oh, the game's fine, because if you don't if you don't play 
into the if you don't get into the the, the, the public narrative about it it's not going to shade your view and you're just going to like it for what's there right happy hanukkah by the way another year without a uh frick mugger roast that just sounds so awful like hanukkah is great and you know and you know i love you but that the, frick mucka sounds so it sounds it sounds offensive <laughs> It sounds, it doesn't sound nice, okay? It doesn't sound nice. <laughs> There's gotta be another word we can use, Rad. Please. Like, maybe something with dreidel or, you know, menorah. I, I, we, we can't do, we can't use that. That doesn't sound good. I, we're gonna, t- the marketing department tested it. It doesn't, it didn't test well, okay? It just didn't test well. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. now you really want it right 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 if you're just tuning in we're discussing cyberpunk 2077 whether or not it's worth it right now if you'd like to talk in the chat hit subscribe we do a daily talk show Monday through Friday take the poll at the top of the chat love to hear from the community that either has played it hasn't played it you're enjoying it didn't like it we welcome all different viewpoints here on the issue I've made a very light recommendation that the game is probably worth checking out on Steam due to the recent reviews being positive and it being on sale for $30. Still encouraging people to avoid the old gen version while saying, hey, if you want to snag it on sale on your PS5 or your Xbox Series X, maybe don't touch it until the next gen update hits in the uh, early next year. First quarter of next year is when the Cyberpunk next gen update is supposed to hit. Hopefully that makes the cyberpunk gameplay significantly better. As others have mentioned, if only if you've only played the opening of cyberpunk, there's a lot that you have not experienced. I know we say this a lot, but maybe the devs should make the opening shorter. Oh my gosh, the opening is arguably bad. <laughs> it's, it's it's not good. It's paced poorly. It's it's oh my gosh, it's disorienting. It's a disorienting opener to the game. It, Okay, so they did a statistical, uh, like a study on Borderlands 1. And Borderlands 1 had a high cliff of player engagement drop-off before it was like the 45-minute mark or the hour mark or something. I don't know what the exact time was, but if people didn't get to this time, let's just say it was an hour, if they didn't get there, boom, they dropped off and they never came back. Okay, they never came back. Now, the interesting thing about this statistic is if they made it past this mark of time, their engagement with the game went it way up because they, oh, I get it. I remember having an argument with my friend, come play Borderlands with me. It's like Diablo with guns. He was like, that isn't Diablo with guns. He had colorful language. He was like, that game's not Diablo with guns. He's like, that game is lame. I was like, bro, there are skill trees. There's abilities. Your weapons have levels and perks. And he's like, no, 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 it doesn't. I was like, what, am I lying to you? I was like, get the game and play it with me. We played that game up one side and down the other, and we loved every minute of it, and we did the same thing with Borderlands 2, okay? I'm telling you this story because I think it's very analogous to the problem with Cyberpunk. Their intro is, it's just, you, you, I talk about in games like eating around the fat. That's all the, that's all the opening of Cyberpunk is, is fat. 
It's not good. It's not paced well. It's super confusing. There's car combat that you never do again. There's the there's the Batman camera detective crap that apparently you do like three more times in the entire game. And it's not enjoyable and slow and clunky. What am I playing here? I thought I was playing an open world cyberpunk synthwave infused like shooter. What is this? What am I doing? The beginning of that game is rough but as many of you are testifying if you get past it it's so much better and that's likely why so many of us are like this game's not good this game's bad this game's rough this game is just not worth playing because we're not getting out of the intro we're not getting out of the uh the, the opener yo what's good agent atwood thanksgiving was great man thanks for asking hope you had a good one there's a history with this. The latest AC was like this. Mass Effect 1 was like this. Cyberpunk was like this. Lots of others. Tutorial openings are too long and people don't stick around. Yeah, wh- wh- why? Why don't... The, wh- how does nobody learn from this? You like the brain dance stuff? And then Dauntless says the brain dance stuff was useless and not fun. I, th- that's what I'm saying. It, they spend such a disproportionate amount of time on... on, on stuff that... that According to fans of the game, they're like, yeah, you don't really do this ever again. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? How many hours are we talking for the opening? Homie, I've I've played the game. How long did it take me, chat? It took me a couple streams. It's somewhere between three, three and five hours, isn't it? To be done with the opener? Now... I'm stopping and talking to people, so it's probably a, a two-hour opening, a one-hour opening if you blitz it. If you just blitz it and don't listen to anything. But if you're listening to the dialogue and letting the story kind of pull you in, it's long. Yeah, I'm telling you, it was between three and five hours for me. Opening is like five hours. Yes, that, 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 come on. Who, 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 who? Sound like an owl. Who, who approved that? That is so long. I agree. The opening few hours are rough. What also sucks is that the map only really opens up after you finish the first part of the game. That's what everybody kept telling me. Sad thing is after the intro, Jackie became almost irrelevant to the main story. The relations that you build after are much more meaningful. It was bad design. Yeah, like I loved the the friendship that you form with him. They give like the montage of you and that guy becoming friends. And then he's and then he's dead? Huh? What? Why? <laughs> I know this is blasphemy, says Pico, but this is what made me never go beyond the tutorial of The Witcher 3. The sheer amount of pop-ups at the beginning is absurd. I, tur- absurd. I turned it off. Witcher 3 is tough, too. It's tough sledding in the beginning. I remember having a dialogue tree for a side mission to go get some guy's goat. And I'm like, what the frick? Why do I... I don't need a... Di- this is back when... You guys think I'm anti-reading now, like I don't read in video games. I was worse back then. I was like, dude, I just want to go fight stuff. What in the world? I wanted to play that montage, right? That would have been cool. That would have been cool. The amount of videos in the ads and the elevators on the streets has more content than the whole game itself. Well, that, uh, that's not true. That's cheeky. The brain dance stuff, you almost never use it later on. That's what I mean. That's what people in the chat were saying. This is a cyberpunk fan. I love you guys, but this is what you sound like. (laughs) This is what you sound like. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's crap. Just just get through it, Lono. You don't really ever do it again. Yeah, yeah. It's bad. It's 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 just just get through it. Just get through it. It's like it's like inviting somebody over to your home. Be like, yeah, I'm sorry. There's just trash all over the place. You just have to get through this 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 minefield of trash and hoarding in my living room. And my den is very nice. I've got a really nice television and game systems. We just have to get down there. We just have to walk through you know, what amounts to a landfill in my living room. And once we get through that, then it'll be, then it'll be better. <laughs> it's like, why don't you just clean the living room, bro? <laughs> why won't they just, why won't they just clean up the beginning? Just run past the enemies. Yeah. You freaking Dark Souls fans are the same way. Oh yeah, Cinder's attack. Yeah, it's garbage. Just run away from him when he does. Oh yeah, that guy's trapped. Just run away from that guy. Yeah, just don't fight that 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 guy. Yeah, just avoid. Just avoid that. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's fine. Just run past it, right? Like food's raw in some parts. Yeah, just eat. Just don't eat that part. <laughs> I bring you like a chicken dinner and I'm like, okay, now listen, listen, you, you don't, don't eat that one. Oh yeah. That one's, that's raw. Uh, you definitely want to avoid that one. Salmonella. No question. You're going to, yeah, that one there it's overcooked and really tough. So eat it quickly. Uh, try to drown it in gravy. Uh, yeah, this piece here. Yeah. No. Now when you're done with this, I'll bring out the real dinner. <laughs> Just bring it out now. <laughs> Don't, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. This sounds terrible. <laughs> Can't I just go back there? I'll go back there. I'll grab it myself. You don't even have to bring it out. Just let me skip the whole opening. <laughs> I think the opening of Horizon Zero Dawn was done well. It had me interested very quickly. There is an art to making the opening of a game accessible and winsome and educational all at the same time right like did you see what I'm saying it, t- t- totally 100% it's, it's an art it's not easy so many games struggle it's like they either make you drink from a fire hose pop up menu pop up menu pop up menu hey read this hey read this and you're like oh my gosh and then you just start clicking through because it's like Again, you feel like you're drinking from a fire hose. You're like, I don't, I don't want to... Just let me play. It's just, it's so disruptive. Biomutant was that way. Hey, by the way, game freezes. Oh, let me play. Ghost of Tsushima opener was one for the ages. Oh, there's an art. There's an art to it. Good morning. Drop by to say hi. Drop a like. Snow's dad's funeral's in an hour. This can't stay long. You know, our thoughts are with you, Hex, you and Snow. You know, it's it's uh it's rough. It's always dark. It's always gonna be dark before it gets a little bit brighter. So um we're thinking of you guys and uh you know, we're here for you. It's 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 never fun losing a parent, really never fun losing anybody, but it's 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 a unique thing for a for a daughter to lose her dad. And uh I think, you know, it made me think of my own daughter and you know, that's that's not fun. That's rough, and uh, we're here for you guys. I cried at the ghost opening. So beautiful. Oh, it's so good. So so good. How do you feel about the auto read function in Assassin's Creed Valhalla? I, I'm not familiar with it. I didn't play it very much. Um, I didn't play it very much. 
Played Cyberpunk for 30 minutes, closed the game, and moved on. Oof. Yeah, apparently the female voiceover in Cyberpunk is significantly better than the male voiceover. Right. CD Projekt Red is scaling back Cyberpunk support to work on the expansion. Yeah, and we 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 we. I didn't necessarily cover that aspect of it. I think IGN's is 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 putting a little bit of a slant on that that headline, Eugene. I I I, I don't know if that's that they're trying to get clicks. Okay, that's that's a little clickbaity. I read from Game Rant and PC Gamer. I felt like they were more uh, fair in their representation. What they're doing is is they're increasing resources up from one-eighth to about equal so they have the same amount of bandwidth and resources on the expansion as the main game i I don't think ign's headline is fair that's because girls run the world wheel of time is if and the thing i like about wheel of time is it's it's old so it's not like this ham-fisted let's have strong women like it's not fake and disingenuous they're just very well written awesome women characters that are insanely strong. It, Wheel of Time is excellent for that. I'm very much enjoying the TV series. Um, that's a great element of the storytelling in Wheel of Time and the world that Robert Jordan created. I think it's excellent. Um, Horizon had a great start. Only reason I finished the game, I wouldn't have bothered if it didn't start with a good story. Well, right, and I think for some games that's super that's super needed and necessary. Like you, you gotta have a good opener. You have to have a good protagonist. You have to have a good antagonist. They're like oh, the, the openers of some games. You're like, what? Think of The Last of Us. It punches you right in the gut. Like Assassin's Creed Origins. I was in from moment one with Bayek and his son. Oh my word, I'm in. I'm like, oh my gosh, let's go, right? Vengeance, let's do this. It's excellently done. You never heard of Wheel of Time up until the show? Oh man, it's a great book series. I stalled out in book 11 mainly because of life changes, but I got really far in the series. I need to finish it. My brother told me that like one of the books is literally, it's a battle. Like the entire book is a battle, and he's like, it's so amazing. Um... Personally, watching Ghost gameplay, it just feels like a, a new Ninja Gaiden, and I don't know that I want to buy it for my PS5. Bowers, did you... Did you just type that in my chat? Bowers, are you... Are you in, Are you actually insane? You have a PS5! Chat. Hold, hold me back, chat. Taking my earrings off. You have a PS5! And you're not sure if you want to get Ghost of Tsushima because it looks like just a new Ninja Gaiden. What? No! I may have. I'm looking for you to convince me to buy it. It's game of the year in my book. It's art. It's unbelievably good. It is one of the greatest games I've ever played. It's in my top five. It's, it's in my top five. It's unbelievable. The storytelling is rich. The combat is wonderfully satisfying. It's unbelievable, bro. There's no, it has one flaw. It's only flaw is there's mission types that I think are bad. Like the, like the clue finding mission types. That's its only flaw. 
It's, it's, it's virtually flawless. It's such a good game. It's, it's, it's one of the second catalysts to me being able to play Dark Souls games. The first catalyst to me enjoying Souls games was Jedi Fallen Order. The next catalyst was Ghost of Tsushima. You'll buy it this weekend. Homie, I swear if you're disappointed in that game, I will fall out of my chair in shock. Especially since it's been so beautifully updated for PS5. There's no load time on PS5. You fast travel and there's no load time. You're just, bing, you're just there. It's like freaking David Copperfield or something. It's just like, yeah, I want to go all the way to the other side of the island. You're there. They're, they're loading screens with tips. They don't exist on the PS5. <laughs> you, you will never see them. Oh, it's a beautiful game, bro. It's absolutely beautiful. You have a PS5, the only thing you had planned to get was Ratchet and Clank. You gotta get Returnal too. I mean, I mean, I know it's hard to like a rogue, but Returnal is my game of the year. I, I think it deserves game of the year. Um, uh, and yes, and play it with the Japanese voice acting. Please just read the subtitles. It's not that hard to read. This is coming from me. <laughs> like, it, the Japanese voice acting, it just blands the plane. It's so amazing. It's just such a good game. Uh, uh, <clears throat> it's a great game, but it'd never be in my top five, but it's great. My top five is like Hellblade, Returnal, um, Ghost of Tsushima. Like I have, it's a hard time. It's, I have a hard time picking, but it's in my, it's in my all time. It's in my all time top. No doubt. Assassin's Creed Origin might be up there. Breath of the Wild might be up there. Just absolutely wonderful games. Bought a part of the PS5 for my nephew, and it came with the director's cut. So can someone tell me what is included with that version? Uh, the director's cut comes with the the quality of life updates. They resync the Japanese uh, voice acting, which I believe is the best way to play the game, because it originally wasn't synced up, which is just an absolute travesty that it, it took a director's cut to fix that, but whatever. Um... The, the graphics got some polish, and then the Ghost of Ikishima Island DLC is in there. So, you're happy with the English voices? It just isn't. I, 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 I'm not going to browbeat anybody. I'm not going to browbeat anybody. But the Japanese language, I just think, is absolutely beautiful. And I, it's, it's got similarities to Korean and how it sounds. It's very much like, I feel like it sounds like percussion. I can't, I just, I love it. I love the sound of Japanese and Korean. I think they're beautiful languages. Um, Chinese is a little bit harder to listen to because it's more tonal. It's, it's, there's a lot of like up and downs in tone, but man, that, I I don't know. That game with Japanese is, it's, it's an experience. It's like watching a series. I felt like I was watching a Samurai Netflix original series a lot of the times. I was like, this is so good. It's, it's, so, oh, it's so excellent. Just do everything. Listen to every cutscene. Watch everything. Listen to everything. I mean, just, oh, I love that game. I love that game. Um, Japanese sounds great, but it's impossible to lurk, watch when you play it. That I get that. I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. don't like reading subtitles and you miss emotions I, I get that I get that you can't look at their faces I get that a lot of the dialogue though is you're on horseback so you know um Japanese voice acting is superior you need to experience God of War with Japanese voice acting well 
here's the thing. I mean, with respect, unless you speak Japanese, you don't honestly know if it's good. Well, we don't know if it's good, but I think it sounds genuine. It sounds organic. It sounds it sounds it sounds like the authentic article, right? So you don't know though they could be bad voice actors. <laughs> I feel like I can hear emotion and inflection, even though I don't speak Japanese, and I could say, well, that's a good voice actor, but I wouldn't know, because I'm not fluent, you know? It'd be like listening to a German voice actor. I don't know if it's good or bad. It just it sounds like German, you know? Um, I agree with you on Ori after playing it again. Yeah, Ori would be in my top five. Ori, Ori 1 and 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember to take time to set yourself to live chat. Yeah, if you're new and just tuning in, we've been discussing Cyberpunk. A little bit of a sidebar right now about Ghost of Tsushima because it's one of my favorite games. Uh, If you're enjoying your time this morning, be sure to hit subscribe. Uh, We do a talk show like this Monday through Friday. Variety gaming news coverage. I am safe for work. A lot of people treat me like video game radio. They just throw me on in the background, and we appreciate you being here. Be sure to hit subscribe if you want to talk in chat and introduce yourself. Say hello. Let us know what you think. I think they were saying that the Japanese voice actors are more expressive than the typical American English voice actors. Uh, it's hard to know, though. It's hard to know, because when he gets off his horse, he's like, he like, just says something really intense. That, that, could be, that could be cringy to the person that understands what he's saying, but to me it sounds awesome. It's like, yeah, you know. It's like, let's get him. <laughs> you know? I don't know. It, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I, it works. I love it. My parents watch uh, South Asian dramas. They have English subtitles. The English subtitles routinely miss the nuance of what's actually being said for what it's worth. Yeah, yeah. I did. that. That happened with the Korean uh, translation in Squid Game. Same thing happened there. I really hope Avowed will be good when it comes out. Hmm. I think people mistake the rhythm of language with expression right like they like they speed certain things up that's why it sounds like that's to me it's why it sounds like percussion it's like it's like this it's like this it's like it sounds so cool like i said it sounds like percussion and you might think some of the speed ups and some of the increase might be like what is he angry you know what i mean Yo, Steven Marson with six months. Welcome back, Lono and chat. Whichever one, a happy, healthy holiday. Thank you for half a year of membership. Derek says, watching a movie not in your language covers up a lot of bad. My Korean lady friend has loved a few U.S. movies that were terrible acting-wise, but the setting and the story made her think that they were great. Right, that's what I mean. Like, there's no way for me to know if the Japanese voice actors in Ghost of Tsushima are actually good. Now, given the fact that... Sucker Punch got so much praise and they're like, they're ambassadors of the island of Tsushima. I would imagine that the Japanese people that watched that game or played that game are like, oh no, it's great. It's excellent. I, I mean, Takashi speaks Japanese. He hangs out here and it's like one of his favorite games. And, he, and I don't think he's ever said anything to me about like, yeah, the voice actors aren't that great. I, he'd be one of the first people to know whether or not they're, he, I think he's, he's a native, you know, Japanese speaking person. So it's, to him, it's like, He'd be the first person to be like, yeah, it's actually not that good. And he, he loves the game. I've ne- I mean, if he was here, he could say whether or not it's good or bad. I mean, every character sounds excellent to me in Ghost of Tsushima. 
but who knows some of the NPCs could be awful and I wouldn't know it because I don't speak the language it just sounds good it sounds rich and true and authentic it doesn't you know that's why I, that's why I like it I can understand why somebody wouldn't want to but you know that's me trying to pitch playing the game with the Japanese you know voice actors No nuance is lost in Ghost. Ghost was written in English. Yeah, yeah. So, going from English to Japanese, you probably don't lose any nuance because I think it's easier to go from English to Japanese than the other direction because our language, you know, is pretty diluted comparatively, I think. <laughs> we have, like, one word for love. Like, we, we struggle to interpret, like, you know, some of the more ancient languages like Latin and, you know, and Hebrew and Greek, we, we struggle because like English just doesn't have the containers for certain ideas and concepts. Um, Man versus Game speaks Japanese and he played it only Japanese and he said the actors were good. Oh, really? I like Man. I, I hope he's in a good place. I really do. I he, he For a time there, he followed me and we interacted a few times and I was always telling him like, hey man, you know, people are rooting for you bro you know and there are people here for you if you need it he he's gotten kind of low uh at times and i think i think he's i think he's doing i think he's doing well as i observe from a distance so you heard hebrew yeah my son is ready is ready to learn hebrew rad he reads he reads numbers the and and writes and everything he does it the opposite direction a lot of the times we're like, no, 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 left to right. He, he loves right to left. He's ready. <laughs> He's ready to read the Torah. I'm hoping they port Ghost of Tsushima to PC. I don't own a console, and it looks absolutely amazing. Mm, you, could, you could pretty much bank on it coming to PC. I wouldn't see why not. Um, I think it, we know Uncharted's coming. I'm pretty confident God of War is coming. Um, so... Un- undoubtedly not undoubtedly probably pretty likely that Ghost makes it as well right let's go free lessons with Rad I had to take Hebrew at a time and I liked Greek way more Hebrew was tough I didn't I didn't I was I did fine I got straight A's I had no idea what in the frick I was doing I memorized the the mechanisms that we were learning and the vocab because I have I have really good memory and really good recall but I had no like it wasn't it wasn't sinking like greek i was fine i was like oh yeah like i was i was getting to the point where i could literally break down a a, a section and actually interpret it i couldn't i was like hebrew was not landing on me at all even though i had great grades you would you would have asked me i'm like i don't know man i don't know what any of this says God of War is already on sale on Steam. What? Since when? When did that happen? Is it does it have a release date or does it just have like a placeholder? Oh my gosh, you're right. Oh, it's January 14th. When did that happen? Oh my gosh. When was that announced? It's co- January 14th. Since last month and you covered it? (laughs) 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 
I covered it. <laughs> tell me, tell me that you're covering too much gaming news without telling me you're covering too much gaming news. When did this happen? What was this announced? Lodo, you, you did a video on it like yesterday. What the frick's the matter with you, bro? <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, when this come out? When this news break? Lono, I have a really good memory. <laughs> That's what's funny. You know what's funny is I do. I have very good memory in recall, but with how much we do in this in this uh, sphere, this ecosystem, oh my gosh, it's in and out, in and out, in and out. I am like, oh, I covered that? I made that video? The frick? I don't remember that. Like... It's very, um, it's mentally transient. It's, it's, it's very weird. It's a weird experience to see a video from two months ago and be like, I don't remember covering that. It's very odd. It's extremely, it's extremely strange. We watched Alone's escape plan too. It was terrible. She was spellbound. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm always thinking of YouTube channels. That's a YouTube channel, bro. That's a YouTube channel, like a genuine, like adorable, you know, Korean or like Japanese person, just in the most charming, adorable way ever, fawning over bad movies. And it, like, obviously you would need like an American there to, to like be like, this movie is so bad. Like that is comedy gold. Like there's, there's something there. <laughs> I would, I would watch that kind of content, you know? Because it would be adorable. Be like, this is the funniest thing. They think this movie is so amazing, and it's utter, it's utter refuse. It's, like, it's trash. <laughs> Watch the worst movies with them, and they'll be like, oh, this is so wonderful. It's so dramatic. It's so... It's so well done. You're like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's just... It's not, you know? Ugh. Uh, my memory recall is far better for completely random and useless info. I think the problem with how we cover gaming news, like today we're talking like cyberpunk, is it worth it? So it's a dialogue. It's a conversation. I, I'll remember this. I'll be like, oh yeah, we, we talked about that, right? We, t- we talked about that, blah, 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 blah. But if I'm just doing like a little four minute, you know... You know, this is an SNTR update. Cyberpunk 2077 has a planned patch coming out on Friday. 1.15 and it seeks to fix the driving problems and the floating NPCs. I won't remember that. That's not, it's just in and out. You know what I mean? I don't mind it because of, you know, Stallone. But once or twice I had to say, honey, this movie is crap. (laughs) It's bad. It's a bad movie. I love how I was delayed by two minutes just to hear him realize he covered it already two minutes after chat was saying something about it. I was so confused. Yeah, if, you, if you're not watching the live stream. Just reading headlines won't lead to retention. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not holding it. It's not holding up space in my brain. And that's why I was like, wait, I covered that? <laughs> Have you seen Mystery Science Theater? Oh, yeah. We used to watch the show all the time. Big Mystery Science Theater fan. I had a show that uh, I had named it 
and I was going to have the guys, I believe at Get Wrecked Labs, they were going to build all the scenery for me. It was going to be a very similar idea to Mystery Science Theater, and we were, it was, oh, it was going to be great. Um, I also had a show that was very much built around the Whose Line Is It Anyway idea, and that got completely built, theme song, everything. I've never shown anybody that. Um, you know, the, the name or whatever. We, uh, the SNTR network with uh, Split Screen was the first show, and then there was going to be the sort of Whose Line Is It Anyway show, and then the Mystery Science Theater show. I was literally going to have like three different shows that rotated in and out. Uh, oh my. I, oh, frick. That stuff was going to be, I really thought it was going to be good. It, it could have been, but you will ne- we'll, we'll never, we'll never know. <laughs> New channel name. When did this happen? What? <laughs> As soon as I'm done with the case, I flush it out. A week later, I won't remember a thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, uh, I want to apologize for spurging out. I'll no longer be tweeting, clipping, or trolling. I just want to be a normie. Can you please unban me from Presents? I don't know if I, I don't know how to unban you from Presents. What What did you get banned for? I, I, we, we were literally just discussing this because we were like, wait a minute, isn't he banned on Presents? Um, I feel like we've been here before. <laughs> I feel like we've gone through this ritual with you before. Um, I don't know. Lono Thanos snapped repeat theater out of existence. If a project's not working, man, that's one of the best things you can do as a content creator. Kill it. You gotta kill the things you love in content creation. Because love is not enough sometimes to make content work. It's just not enough, you know? Have you heard of a game that's been in development named Ashes of Creation? Just curious if anyone knows about this game. I've heard about this quite a bit. Isn't it another Amazon game? Isn't it? Um, I thought it was. Maybe for the policing, CD Projekt Red should contract out to Rockstar or Electronic Arts Games uh, for the police system. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, you know. Um, it was super dope to hear movie reviews, but yeah. It just would have required immense effort to get repeat theater working. It would have required immense effort. And it's just... I, there was, There's just nothing for it, you know? It, it. There was no way to expect other people to invest in the channel in the way that it was needed because it wasn't their channel. I was willing to give it over and be like, it's yours. I'll take, I'll take 10. I'll take 10, you can take 90. But again... It would have literally required a massive amount of work, and it just, there was nobody in a position to do the work necessary, you know? I will 100% be getting Ashes of Creation. Oh, it's a Kickstart MMO. It's another Star Citizen situation, crowdfunded, but might never be released. Right. Did you watch the new Honest Trailers vid? They hilariously crapped on New World. No, it's probably pretty good, though. It's probably pretty good. <laughs> you know, you got to learn to laugh at the things that you like, and there's a lot of things about New World that is that is probably worthy of the the just mockery that they 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 did in their Honest Trailer. <laughs> in a world where, yeah, I'll have to check it out. SNTR presents repurpose headlines. Ashes is all self-published, crowdfunded, and also funded by their CEO. Like, we wanted to know, I mean, obviously covering Cyberpunk and Cyberpunk gameplay and, you know, Cyberpunk 2077 worth it now. Like, covering that is within the, you know, the kind of the purview of, of, of gaming news. But we were also looking at Star Citizen, and I know people are like, the game's a meme, it'll never come out, they've been dishonest, blah, blah, blah. From the outside looking in, I found it to be incredibly transparent 
with their workflow on their website I think the biggest problem is they just they got too much money it'll never feel like a, a 500 million dollar funded project I don't know if that's possible right the guy is mostly running the MMO with his own money and he's just not some random guy he's also trying to make a no corporatized MMO they want one that they would want to play it isn't transparent yeah I mean Weez I saw your commentary in the discord how's it not transparent when their entire workflow and plan deliverables are on a website I've never seen a company do that before right It. now there may be things they did prior to now but I'm looking at the situation right now and I'm like I can literally go to their website and it has every deliverable that just hit every deliverable that's gonna hit and when I, I've never seen that before I, I, there's, I don't know any companies that do that that let you see their literal workflow plan deliverable schedules like what? that seems pretty transparent to me I mean I'm not seeing a spreadsheet of their budget but I don't necessarily think that's that's what I need as the consumer Ashes of Creation looks amazing you can sign up for the alpha oh really Ashes is not comparable to Star Citizen don't give up on them yet look into it if Ashes pulls it off, in my opinion, it'll be the perfect MMO with the systems and mechanics they are developing. Take it all with a grain of salt. Star Citizen's the one that got like 400 million. Yeah, that's like over 400 million in funding. We did a video about it on updates, SNTR updates. And I was like, what? and I know, I know, again, I know Star Citizen is like a meme and people are like, it's never going to launch. And there are people that are really angry because it's been so heavily funded and it just hasn't launched. But the size and scope of that game it was supposed to launch in like 2015 and it hasn't so i mean i would i would want specific instances of like where they've lacked transparency or been dishonest or done things that are wrong because i know people have said those things but this is the internet that doesn't mean it's true no one would have bought the game if they would have done that maybe cyberpunk should have launched as a demo first oh that wouldn't you know it the, the problem is okay so if you look at cyberpunk gameplay and you think about like well could they have launched it as a demo a, a company like CD Projekt Red would have never gotten away with that people are like what in the world are you doing you're a big 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 triple A company with the Witcher 3 in your back pocket why are you, are you launching a demo what that it wouldn't have nobody would have accepted that that would have been more disastrous than what they did maybe not more it would have been equally disastrous because cyberpunk reviews were again if you look at the steam reviews it, it did it did fine on pc didn't ashes also have a br mode they came out with i have no idea ashes of creation has opened my mind up recently i've been going through stuff and ashes has opened my eyes to wanting to pursue game programming and developing calling it now star citizen is already more than we'll ever see from the champions club studio oh dr disrespect studio no, I, I bet you he I bet you he launches a game. I bet you he launches a game. A lot of the funding money went into creating their own technology also. Star Citizen is using only proprietary technology. Right, and I think that's part of the issue is that people don't know what that costs, and most games haven't done that, and look at how crappy they are. Like look at Anthem and everything they had to do with that engine. They were like, this engine has described as having razor blades in it. Like just ineffective and old and archaic I mean the tiger engine as much as it's been updated for destiny or I mean and the slipstream engine for halo is actually I I think a testimony to why 
it's really good to develop your own engine because from what I see with Halo, it runs extremely well. It's a very good game. The real question that I have that we, we, we covered in the, in the Halo cheating video is we covered yesterday. Are, are they, are they going to be able to use their proprietary engine and technology to implement good anti-cheat? Because 343 is like, we want to respect our players. We don't want kernel-level anti-cheat. And I'm like, why in the frick are you going to stop cheaters then? How? I'm not seeing I'm not seeing it. Now, they may be super shrouded and mysterious about it because they don't want to tip anybody off to what they're doing. But they, they, they haven't said much other than that. So unless cheaters start vanishing into thin air... If they're still here in a couple of months, the question remains then, well, did this even work? Did you did you successfully continue to kind of move the goalposts and shift things around at an engine level so that cheats just stop working? And they're like, well, we got to redo it. Like, they they claim, and, and listen, and, and Doc claims the same thing, that the only way you, you defeat cheaters is with your own proprietary software, which is what Call of Duty's trying to do with Ricochet, Right? So if if 343 can be like, okay, this cheat is working this way, and they just do a couple things engine level, and they push that out, then the cheats just don't work. So they're not updating an anti-cheat, they're just shifting things engine level, and then the cheat has to update. Rather than banning and updating anti-cheat, no, it's like, no, yeah, it's interacting with these aspects of the engine. Just change a couple of this, change a couple of that, yeah, now the cheat won't work. Right? And, you know, anti-cheaters are laughing at their anti-cheat. Have they even done anything to stop it yet? Because it doesn't seem like they have. The Star Citizen story is a lot to try and decompress for you, TBH. I mean, I I haven't been following it. Okay? So, Wheezy, when I looked at it right now, I saw, I saw transparency and I saw glimmers of hope. I was like, okay, you know, give them a couple years with this level of transparency and consistent deliverables and you might have a game, you know. On top of no kill cam, no in-depth stat tracking for players. Players can't even really detect cheaters. Well, I mean, kill cam, I, yeah, I guess kill cam would be a great way of catching them because you'd be like, what the? What did this guy just do, right? You can just record it. If they delayed Cyberpunk... They'd have probably lost all their old gen sales. Refunds were pretty low, even after reviews. Right. I mean, Cyberpunk gameplay broke down for a lot of people in the beginning, but I think a lot of them just either continued playing or just kind of accepted it. They were like, well, you know, it's rough around the edges or whatever. And I think because Steam didn't have the performance issues, I think people had an easier time finding ways to enjoy cyberpunk like cyberpunk steam reviews clearly point to the fact that there's a good game underneath all the nonsense that happened you know I'm kind of with wheeze on star citizen it may not be an outright scam but it certainly feels like one I, I just I don't see how a crowdfunded game track with me on this okay let's 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 be let's be intelligent gamers right now let's Let's try not to be the cliche gamer, right? That'd be a great YouTube channel, right? What's up, boys? It's you. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, the cliche gamer. <laughs> and he just says all the cliche gamer things about games. In any case, 
when we look at the deliverable cycles and the development cycles of games and we say didn't didn't have enough time launched too early right whether it's cyberpunk or anthem like how many games are we going to say you launched it too early game wasn't ready the frick okay and then we're going to look at a developer crowdfunding their game and it taking a long time to develop and launch do you know what you sound like I'll tell you what you sound like you sound like publishers that ruin games that are like launch it I don't care if it's ready or not launch it because if not we're creating this false dichotomy we're like if it doesn't launch in the time frame that we have deemed appropriate then well it's a scam this is a scam what how is it a scam they've delivered a version of the game that they continually update iterate upon and let people know about their development cycles and their deliverables and when those deliverables are going to hit how is that a scam i don't get it we, we, we're, we're sounding like publishers we're like well it didn't land when it was supposed to just launch it just launch it anyway well that would have been disastrous you got 400 million dollars in funding and you just launched this in, in, in it's a shambles look I mean people have said that about Halo Infinite a 500 million dollar budget and it's like you didn't even launch on time and what you are launching you're launching piecemeal 343 343 Industries with a 500 million dollar budget is launching Halo Infinite in pieces and we're gonna go to Star Citizen and be like this is a scam but I don't know Cloud Imperium receives ASA warning over marketing concepts marketing concept ships in uh in in Star Citizen complaints criticize developer for marketing items that are not actually usable in game is this a No Man's Sky scenario though like I don't know enough did they actually say here's stuff that you can do here's things you can do and you can't do it oh maybe it hasn't been development maybe it hasn't been developed yet that happened with No Man's Sky people like it was supposed to have this and then like nine months later it had all those things it had you know what I'm saying six years in development too Weezy ain't about to defend Halo I'm not saying anybody should defend Halo what I'm saying is we're getting a clear picture into development cycles are not timely they're not fast there are things that get scrapped there are things that don't make it this is unprecedented. You don't get to see this. Imagine getting to see everything that they wanted to put into Anthem before Anthem launched. You'd have been like, where's the dynamic weather systems? Where's the survival elements? None of that made it into the game, and yet those were in the early phases of development. Is like, we think this is the kind of game that it's going to be. It wasn't even called Anthem for crying out loud. Star Citizen has consistently overpromised, underperformed, and went back on numerous things that they've said. I think they're probably learning that you can't do what they did. They're learning what Sean Murray learned. If you go out and you're in the middle of development and you're like, oh yeah, our game's going to have X, Y, and Z, 
and over the course of development you have a flood something's not going to be ready something's not going to fit and those things get chopped out you just learned a really valuable lesson in having too much transparency so I'm not defending Star Citizen I don't have a dog in this fight I've not funded the game like and I've not I've not even touched the game right but the idea that because they've said things that haven't landed or got cut or haven't landed in a timely way to for me to conclude that they're just as you say they're just snakes it's a scam and they're just lying to people that seems to be unlikely from what we know about development the more likely conclusion that i would come to is these are mistakes that they've made yeah we're gonna be able to do that it's gonna be awesome and then a couple of months go by and they're like we're not gonna be able to freaking do that it's not working we've hit 18 snags in the process the level of transparency leads to walkbacks it leads to nope can't do that we thought we could do nope dynamic weather and survival and anthem nah it's not gonna work cut it gets cut Now, if Anthem and Bioware would have had the degree of transparency that Star Citizen has had, we'd be saying the same thing. Yeah, you just lied to the public. You talked about dynamic weather systems and survival, and that's not even in the game. Well, yeah, it's not in the game. That was an initial concept and a plan that ended up getting cut and chopped. I give you a pass on making a mistake, but after 10 years of development, I'm not seeing things they promised day one. To me, then the question would be, is it planned or did it just get cut? And have they they acknowledged that, yeah, we had to cut that. That's not going to happen. In the process of development, things don't make it. They don't. The truth is that no one that is backing the game and actually playing it or taking part uh, and taking part in development is complaining about it. It comes from the outside perspective most of the time. Here's the crowdfunding scam. Take money, promise to build, disappear. Which they haven't even done, right? How can you even try to defend Cyberpunk? I don't have to defend Cyberpunk. I've criticized it plenty, talked about its shortcomings and its problems and its massive amount of scope creep, but the Steam reviews don't need to be defended. They just need to be declared. Clearly this game on PC has fared significantly better than it than it landed on console and the console debacle has overshadowed the reviews 411,000 people have reviewed cyberpunk on steam and it has like a 76 and in the last 30 days 20 something thousand people have reviewed it and it's got like an 83 percent steam reviews show you that gamers are dumb so when information is contrary to your conclusion you reject the information that seems like a pretty well established way to be in an unfalsifiable position like just, just gamers are dumb 411,000 people half a million people played cyberpunk and they're all dumb they're not as smart as me like that's how ridiculous you sound my friend come on I have ripped the game where it deserves to be ripped but clearly it's getting something right when you shed all of the performance problems and the embarrassing nature of the game on console you're just ignoring 411,000 people now that's fallacy of the group I'm not saying the game is good because 411,000 people gave it a good review I'm saying 411,000 people are like it's fine 
It's totally fine. I, think about it. If they're not buying into the public narrative, if they're not buying into YouTubers and tweets and the memes and the Reddit and the forums, and they're just playing the game and leaving a reviewer, uh, I'm sorry, and being a reviewer and leaving a good review, they're not dumb. That's just a consumer. It got the marketing right. They knew how to fool people. So your interpretation of that many people giving it a good score is that the marketing fooled them and they played the game and they were like, just like the marketing said, you think that's how people review a product. They take the time to go and write a review in Steam because the marketing, what, brainwashed them? Come on, you're grasping to maintain the narrative that it's so bad and that nobody could possibly like it. That you're you're straining, you're you're doing logical backflips. Like I was just saying that to justify the financial sex of the success of the game on launch. Oh, I'm not I'm not talking about its commercial success because homie, it's commercial success. It isn't commercially successful. It isn't. Doesn't matter how much they've sold. Doesn't matter how much they've sold. The, the the stock value plummet they 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 you no one would call cyberpunk a commercial success looking at the big picture i'm not even i'm not even talking commercial success i'm talking reviews like on pc where it where it doesn't have this 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 shadow of performance issues it's fared well 13 million games on day one. Barely any game does that in existence. Okay, but the copies sold and the revenue generated from copies sold pales in comparison to the uh, the the stock value price drops. You're talking about billions of dollars in in stock value that they lost. They they did not fare well from this. The company didn't didn't come out on the other side of this unscathed and popping champagne bottles that is not if you look at total quantity of sales you might think that but no getting removed from the sony store and having the stock value drop that they had i don't think anybody would turn around and say yeah that was a commercial success let's do that again they bought two new studios this year with the money it's a success but big picture right so sure the project itself generates enough revenue to reinvest in itself that's not in doubt I mean look at the financial reports that they just published that's not what I'm talking about I'm talking about big picture commercial success no it didn't do well the lawsuits they got from investors yeah none of is that even all been settled yet they had investors that were that were basically taking them to court. I don't even know if that's over. They're not out of the woods. I don't th- I don't think yet. Didn't they lose a bunch of devs too? Yeah, they didn't come out on the other side of this like high fiving. I, I just I just don't think so. My, my pushback was that the the game didn't get 411,000 reviews netting them like a 76% by accident. There's something there that is good. It's just been very, very tainted by performance issues. And I will be the first to tell you the opening of the game is bad and the scope creep really harms the game's substance and depth. 
it feels like a very thin game because they just they did they, I think they tried to do too much. Except the graphics and the soundtrack, what was even remotely good? Remove the bugs, the glitches, and the performance issues. Even then, the game is not even mediocre. Homie, it's subjective, is it not? It's totally subjective. We just had somebody in chat today talking about how he watches really bad movies with his Korean friend, and they watch it in Korean, and she thinks that they're wonderful movies because she, because it's subjective to the person, and she doesn't see the bad acting. She doesn't hear the bad acting in them because it's, it's, it's not... She's hearing somebody do the overdub, right? We were talking about how, like, I couldn't tell you if the Japanese voice actors in a game are good or bad because it's not my native language. So it's subjective to the person. So there's plenty of people that bought Cyberpunk on PC and were like, this is a good game. I'm having a good time with it. Good enough to leave a review. What I found personally good in the game? Not much. Not much. I played it on the PS5. I thought character design was wonderful. I thought the voice acting was great. I thought the gameplay and the combat was, was mediocre at best. And I thought that the pacing of the opening was horrendously awful. Like, you have to understand, I'm not defending the game as like, a, I liked the game and got it through a playthrough. No, I, I didn't enjoy my game, my time in the game at all. I'm actually pretty hard on the game. But I don't discount the reviews and the praise and the seeming, like, success that it's had on PC. I can't discount that just because I didn't like it and I've got criticisms. I'm trying to be fair and nuanced about it. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's rough game's kind of bad but clearly it struck a chord with the PC community and and I'm saying all this for a couple of reasons number one that next gen update could hit and this game could be a dream on Series X and, and, and PS5 and people could be like my opinions totally changed about it right It took Rockstar uh, and Rockstar North and Rockstar South 15 to 20 years to pull off a better each year to make GTA 5. Right. I understand there are many objectively bad things about this game. There's nothing incorrect about saying that like there's objective flaws in the game. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that. Okay. Now that you've come down out of the cloud of exaggeration... You, you know what I'm saying? We're having an actual conversation. It's like when you're up here in this cloud of exaggeration, we're not having a conversation. It's like, you gamers are dumb. It's like, wait, wait, come on. Half a million people aren't dumb. They, 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 they found something good about the game enough to warrant a good review, okay? The, a lot of the PC people that have played it and enjoyed it, they'll be the first to tell you, yeah, I've had some bugs and some glitches and some performance issues, but overall, I thought the game was good. Most of them will say that. I don't, I don't think I've met a fan of Cyberpunk yet that is like, there's nothing wrong with it. It's perfect. And they're like, no, it's got some problems. It's got, it's got a lack of depth. It's got, it's got a lack of substance in some areas or bugs, glitches, or whatever, performance issues. You also have to think that now that the game is $30 on Steam and has had significant improvements that most people are buying it now and being like, well, this game's pretty solid. This, game, this game's not that bad. The AI in the game is non-existent to very bad. From drivers to enemies to pedestrians, the game barely has any RPG elements. It doesn't have any open world aspects. 
I'm surprised it got nominated for Best RPG because those are some of the elements that even fans of the game criticize. They're like, yeah, yeah, RPG elements aren't that good. Your builds don't really matter. It's it's weird to me that fans of the game admit the RPG elements and depth are lacking, and yet it's been nominated for Best RPG. I'm like, what in the actual, huh? I'm on the side of finding enjoyment in Cyberpunk, and I played on the Series X. The game is obviously not perfect, but... I've also not experienced any game-breaking bugs that make me want to uninstall. For me, it wasn't about game-breaking bugs. It was about a game... It, to me, felt as if the game didn't know what it wanted to be. That's what it... That's what it felt like to me. It was like, do you even know what you want to be? Do you know what I mean? It didn't have a sense of an identity or a vision, you know? It felt confused. It felt disorienting to play. It, there, there, was, there was a lot of dialogue, dialogue trees. Then there was car combat. Then there was the, dr- the, the dream stuff. I don't know what the frick that was. I mean, it, there was so many things happening. It was really, really hard for me to get a bearing on what kind of game does this even want to be? Is it open world? Doesn't really feel like that. It felt clunky it it felt linearly clunky right it felt linearly clunky so it was like what 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 what, what kind of game do you want to be and the reason you need to know that from the very beginning of a game the reason you want to know that from the very beginning of a game is that's setting the tone and the expectations for the player the expectation is okay I know what kind of game you're setting out to be. And I can kind of like adjust where where I think the game might go, where I think it it might, you know, it might end up 10 hours from now. Do you see? Like, if you're going to have a five-hour intro and I don't know where you're going, I'm, dude, I'm getting out of the car. (laughs) It's like... I don't know if this is going to get any better. I don't even know what kind of game it's going to be in hour six, seven, eight, nine, and 10. You as the gamers can sit here and tell me it gets better. Lono gets better. It gets enjoyable. Blah, 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 blah. The game didn't do that. The game didn't do that. The game didn't sell me on itself. So in the movie boiler room, in the movie Boiler Room, Ben Affleck does a speech about how he got a phone call, like a sales call from somebody and he starts asking these questions. He's like, these are buying questions. And he said, the guy on the phone didn't know what he was doing and he didn't sell me, okay? Cyberpunk didn't sell me on itself. It didn't, it didn't seem to do anything to win me over and to cast a vision for like what I was going to be experiencing in the game. It failed to do what a basic game is supposed... What a, The fundamentals of a game in its early stages is to sell you and establish the content loop. And it, is, it doesn't do that. It's, it's a five-hour tutorial that is disorienting and paced incredibly poorly. So I don't have confidence as a gamer to be like, dude, this is going to be worth it. I'm going to push through and hours six and beyond is going to be excellent. Why? Because I have no idea what kind of game it wants to be. It's thematically confused from the from the get-go. And this can all be traced back. You can draw straight lines to all these problems back to one central theme. Scope creep. They tried to do so much that 
everything is either diluted or strange or or lacks polish. It's like, what is all of this? It would be like going into like, you know, like a like an art exhibit and like every painting is sort of half done and different than the previous painting, like different styles and themes. Dying Light 2 has gone gold. Hmm. Didn't think that was gonna happen anytime soon. The main problem of Cyberpunk is that the hype was so high that the people expected the second coming, and when it failed, the hype changed proportionally from hype to hate. Uh, Cyberpunk is just a good game. It's just a good game. Nothing revolutionary, but a good game. Uh, people don't look on Cyberpunk objectively because of the hate and the hype lens. And Draxer, I don't think you're wrong, but we're not the ones who made the glasses and the hype lens. They are. You, you, you don't get to trot out Keanu Reeves and claim that you didn't hype your game up. No. I am sorry. I am one of the first commentators to be like, community overhyped this one. The community created false expectations. And with Cyberpunk, absolutely not. No. The marketing was completely disconnected from the quality of the product. And you don't get to walk Keanu Reeves out on a stage and be like, we didn't really hype the game. Bull. Bull. (laughs) No. (laughs) You did. You hyped it. Do you know who didn't hype his game? Go back and watch Main Stage E3 Sony press conference where Sean Murray shows off No Man's Sky. The graphics are dumbed down and he shows you the most basic interactions with the game. That is somebody who is not trying to hype their game up. You could sense it in his language and his body, his body language and his tone and his the shakiness in his voice. That man was not trying to hype that game main stage. But Keanu comes walking out through smoke. I didn't hype the game. You did. Right? Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's a good description, uh, creature. Um, you could possibly consider including some cancel culture commentary so we could use some of the cancel culture keywords and tags because I do think my refusal to talk about politics is related to uh, cancel culture. It's like you're you you'll be misrepresented, misconstrued, and then and then summarily you know you know the loss of support. You know what I mean? Uh, or brigaded against um, so a good thumbnail I like the thumbnail today's today's video premiere on presents is going to be why I don't talk about politics <laughs> it should be good hype equals more pro- hype equals more profits CD Projekt lied and released it unfinished they did this intentionally they knew uh, they would get big backlash. They made more profit with Cyberpunk in just 10 days than they made with The Witcher 3 in 6 years. But what they lost in stock value, I don't I don't think it was a good trade. I don't think it was a good trade. Mac2099 says, I really don't like the armor and clothing system either. I just want to look cool. My goodness, it's a Cyberpunk game. Why do I have to look ridiculous to have the best stats? This is, a, I think, a fundamental oversight in so many games. If you're going to build a game with loot and the loot has stats, then give me transmog. 
This is one of my minor gripes about Ghost of Tsushima. I've got two minor gripes, I think, about Ghost of Tsushima. One is the quests where I'm like looking at a grain of rice and looking at a footprint and then looking at this. I don't think it plays well. It doesn't even fit well with the game's type. It feels very ham-fisted and unnecessary, okay? I could walk up and you could have Jin say a couple of things and then I could track whoever I'm supposed to track. I don't need to walk up to all these individual grains of rice and look at them, okay? My other minor criticism about Ghost of Tsushima is... One of the first trailers, it's the, it's the wallpaper on my computer right now. It's the wallpaper on my computer. Um, hang on a second. One of the, one of the first trailers I ever saw for Ghost of Tsushima, he's wearing this just insanely awesome, like, outfit and hat. He looks amazing, right? This, this outfit here, okay? I want to wear that. I want to stroll into a, a, an encamp, an encampment, and I want to wear that. Okay, L- let me do it. But, but the armor in Ghost of Tsushima has stats, and some of those stats are very important to making fights and duels you know, more enjoyable. Okay, transmog, baby, transmog. If if you're gonna have a game with loot that 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 has an appearance and there's a spectrum of what people are going to think about that appearance, then don't lock me in. Don't lock me into looking a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Let me change how I look and retain my stats. Twitter Safety just tweeted, Beginning today, we will not allow the sharing of private media, such as images or videos of private individuals without their consent. Publishing people's private info is also prohibited under this policy as is threatening or incentivizing others to do so. That doesn't seem like a bad policy, gangs. They're saying private individuals, meaning if... This is something TikTok's got to be concerned about. I'll give you an example. That really funny clip that you guys sent me of that woman saying, why are all these pocket men so fine? She's like, have mercy. Very funny video, isn't it? That's a private individual being filmed without his consent. That's a serious thing. That's a serious thing. We can't act like it's not. The the, the fights that go viral. Think about how many minors right now are in videos that went viral and have had millions of views, whether it's on Reddit, TikTok, or Twitter. Underage persons private, not publicly viewed persons filmed and blasted. Remember the hotel clerk? Remember the hotel clerk that was having a mental breakdown and the guy was filming it and it went viral? That is a complete violation of that man's privacy and his rights. You can't, you can't do that. My only concern is there could still be posts of missing persons when law enforcement is looking for a criminal excuse me there could still be posts of missing persons or when law enforcement is looking for a criminal I bet you that falls under a different category though like a missing person they blast that on the news without the, per- without the person's consent I think that falls into a different category I don't know where Twitter would land on that I understand your concern but I think that's different yeah, that's a bit of an edge case as well. 
if they're in a public space. It's legal if they're in a public space. Okay, yeah, the lawyers are going to have to step in here a little bit and assist. There is a reasonable expectation that you may be photographed in a public space. Filming? I, I don't know. I really don't know. A man working at a hotel? That's not a public space. That's pri- usually a hotel or a shopping mall. That's private property. Is a, is a school lunchroom considered public space where you should have a reasonable expectation that you might be filmed? Somebody punching you in the face? there's a there's a significant there's a significant danger in filming a person who is not a public person and blasting it on social media to millions of people and essentially infringing on that person that person's like privacy it is legal to photograph or videotape anything and anyone on public property right and privacy in public space is different than a lot of the instances that have gone viral. When that guy goes to work at that hotel, he should have an expectation of privacy to a certain degree. He should expect that somebody's not going to shove a camera in my face and then put it on social media. Look at this guy. Look how ugly he is. Look at his terrible mustache. Whoa, whoa. You, what the frick? That's not, that's not fair. He's not walking around a shopping mall. Even shopping malls are often considered private property. So what's considered a public space? A shopping mall is typically considered private. If I'm working at a retail location, that's considered private property. That's not public space. Not really. He's a front-facing employee for that business. It's private property, though. Like... If you want to walk into a shopping mall or a hotel and pick it, you're not allowed to do it. You have to do it outside where it's considered public space. Businesses are not public space. Shopping malls 100% public? No, it is not. You bet. Nope, it's not. We have shopping malls just down the road from me, and they are owned by General Growth Properties, and they are treated as private property. You are, you are not allowed to treat it as a public space. You can't pick it. You can't. You can't. You can't gather and protest. You got to do it outside, off their property. It's it's privately owned property by a business. You can't just walk in and treat it like a public space. Same like if I'm working at AT and T in a retail location, that's not a public location. That's private property that is owned by a lo- an organization that leases the property to AT and T. You can't just come strolling in and shove a camera in my face and then shove it and blast it on social media because you think I'm ugly or rude. It's I'm telling you, your your sense of what's fair and right in the public is a little is a little slanted. Like everywhere is not public. Whether you can pick it is a different discussion from whether you can have an expectation to not be recorded. By the way, those places have cameras. There's a difference between being filmed for security purposes, and a lot of times that that film and that footage, if there's like a um, uh, a, a robbery or something, a lot of times they, they, that footage can't be released right away. That has to go through the proper channels. You can't just blast that out on social media either. You can't be like, yeah, here's the security footage from AT&T. Yeah, this guy came in and smacked me. A lot of the times you can get in big trouble for doing that. Because again, it's private property. The private property has been made accessible to the public. Random people can enter uh, AT&T store in the mall. 
They can't enter AT&T corporate. But I should not consider myself in the public, right? Picket versus being recorded, it changes the convo. Not necessarily, because both of them are able to happen in public spaces. Then my public spaces don't carry the same expectations as your home. This gets really gray for me, because I have a serious problem with you being able to walk into a hotel... And because you didn't like the service you got, you're allowed to record a person without their consent and blast it on social media. I have a real problem with that. That is not a guy out in the public at a at a at a like a a public park or a sidewalk or I don't know. He's at a place of business working, and he should be able to confidently know. I'm not going to have somebody come in here and film me without my consent and blast it all over social media. There were literally times on Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee where Jerry had to have permission to go into the business and film and then they got everybody to sign waivers who was in the shot. Why? Because they're in a place of business. They're, They're not in a public space. They're there to get their coffee, not be in the background of a Jerry Seinfeld special. Businesses are well within their right to be like, you're not allowed to come in here and film and and interrogate us or whatever it is you're trying to do. Try being a government worker. This happened to me while providing counseling to a client and it was totally allowed. I found out months later I was recorded and put online. Does he have an expectation that a stranger can overhear his conversation? Their entire YouTube channel's from a gas station that posts recorded CCTV videos of people stealing from the store and mocks them with comedy. Yeah, but that's I, that that falls under CCTV and and the law of that country. That's also comparing a full-blown production versus a Karen with a cell phone. What's the difference, Abe? You're still being filmed without your consent. What, there, there's no difference. You're acting like the medium changes the 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 spirit of it. It doesn't. If somebody's following me around and they're doing a documentary on me and my life and I go into a shopping mall or a coffee shop or a restaurant, the people there are allowed to be like, wait, 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 I don't want to be in this. I, I don't consent to this. You can't put me in your in your movie. What's the difference if I do it with my phone? Yeah, guys, what's up? Film my director, my, my documentary here about myself going in here to get a cup of coffee. Everybody in that place of business, from the patrons to the employees, have every right to be like, uh-uh, no, 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 I don't, I don't want to be in that. You give up your consent when you left your house? Disagree. I do not agree with that. No. Being able to go in to your place of business as an employee and know that this is privately owned property and you can't just come in here and film me, I think that is well within that person's right and protections to be like, "Uh uh-uh, no, you can't come in here and do that. I I don't want to be a part of your your Twitter blast or whatever the frick you're doing. That's not that, no, I do not agree with that. So the minute I leave my home, it's just open season That's that that is that is reckless. People have a right to privacy, and when you're working, you don't forfeit that right just because somebody has a cell phone and, a, and, a, and an axe to grind. 
the medium does change it. A full-blown production has to follow rules and regulations. A person with a cell phone isn't held to any standards. They should be. What are you talking about? I could film an entire documentary with this and put it on Twitter, a 10-part series. Here's what it's like to shop in Louisville. And every single one of those employees has every right to be like, I don't want to be in that video. Blast it out to your thousands of people. I don't, I don't, uh-uh, no, I don't want to be in that. They have every right to say that. You've lost your expectation of privacy when you leave your home. Uh, no, that's not true. No, it's not true. That's false. When you are in a private business just because it's open to the public does not mean you have completely relinquished your privacy rights that's not true if 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 what you're saying is true eugene take it all the way to its logical conclusion then when i come in to be a patron of your restaurant i have a right to know your full name and your birth date and your home address well no 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 that's private information well no i'm i'm here in the public and so are you so you've relinquished your right to privacy that's false that is not a true standard. You can't just walk into some place of business and be like, well, you left your home, so I have a right to all your personal information. No, you don't. No, you don't. If that person followed me home and then blasted my address out, yeah, this really rude raider, waiter at Ruby Tuesdays was really mean to me, and he lives on the corner of 4th and 5th. Here's his, here's his home address. You can't do that. Now you're straw manning? No, no. I'm taking your premise to its logical conclusion. If I relinquish my right to privacy simply by leaving my home, then take it all the way there. Just because I go and clock in at Starbucks does not mean I don't have a right to some level of privacy. We're talking about being filmed and recorded. Right, and if I got a name badge on and I'm working at Starbucks and you film me and blast me to your million followers that you you have just completely violated me you're describing harassment not recording in public there's a difference between filming something and you happen to be in the background and shoving a camera in a hotel clerk's face and being like look at this guy look how rude he is it's not the same not the same at all you don't though unless you own the property or the property forbids filming virtually every business in existence you have to get permission to film in you can't just walk in to a place and be live streaming and recording people that that's that's not that's not allowed in virtually every business that you walk into You can't record and publish personal info, license plates, ID info without consent. But if I'm standing there as an employee of a hotel and I got a name badge on and you blast that out to the internet, how is that not infringing on that guy's right to privacy? Everybody now knows his name and where he works and that you made fun of his mustache or whatever. You're saying a hotel lobby is a public space. That's the disagreement that we're having. When I go into a coffee shop or a restaurant or a hotel, I'm entering a place of business. I'm not entering into a public arena. I'm not going into like the park or like a public sidewalk or a public road. 
it's that that business is owned by somebody and it's their property and they they're not going to want you in there filming their employees or shoving a camera in their face they have every right to be like no you can't do that 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 this is it's a semi-public place so given that it's a semi-public space eugene don't you think there would be semi-levels of expectations and restrictions on the difference between like a public park and a starbucks there's a difference there's a giant difference between the two number one like if i go to the public park i know i'm going into a public space where there's going to be other people i might be photographed maybe they're you know taking prom pictures over there or something that's not the same as me clocking into work to earn a living and then somebody's shoving a camera in my face to make fun of me and then blasting it out on twitter and then there i am with a million views my dumb face my name tag working at a starbucks we weren't allowed to tell folks to stop recording no matter how much I had a phone stuck in my face or captured my name badge. They can film, but they can be asked to stop. Both are right. Filming is not illegal. Public can mean two different things. It either means owned by the government or it means accessible to everyone without explicit permission. Right, so you can walk into a shopping mall even though it's privately owned property. And that private property comes with rules. They've got. They can post rules and be like, they have. They have rules right now in the, in the shopping mall. You uh, minors can't be in. They, you can't have unattended minors on the property. So it's not a. It's not just a generic public space like a local park. You can't be like minors can't come in. No, it's a public space. Like a, you know, a seven year like a a sixteen year old could ride his bike to the park and no one's going to kick him out. But the mall reserves the right to be like, no, 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 no. This is our property. You're not you're not going to come in here unattended. Uh, minors are not allowed. And plenty of places were well within their right to be like, you're not going to come in here and film. Generally speaking, virtually every business has like an unspoken rule. Like you can't come in here and just film us. I like how Lono's arguing with lawyers about the law here. You're describing should be the law, but at the moment it's not the case. I've not argued with lawyers about the law, Abe. Try to keep up and not be condescending. I've been talking about the reasonable expectation of somebody going into work is that they're not going to have somebody shove a camera in their face and blast it on Twitter because they're not a public person. They're a private person working. Like, I've not said a single thing about the law. I've said private property comes with built-in expectations and restrictions you can't just walk in to a place and be like well i'm allowed to come here as the public and therefore i can do whatever i want i can photograph film and and then blast it on twitter no no this isn't a generic public space it's a privately owned business and therefore has built-in limitations in what you can do that's why I use the example of picketing. You can't just walk into a restaurant and be like, meat is murder. They're going to be like, no, you can't come in here and do that. This is privately owned, and there's public spaces where you can gather and do that. To the same degree that you can't walk into McDonald's and be like, I'm going to shove a camera in your face. What do you think about how your meat's processed? What the frick are you doing? And they could be like, no. I'm not answering your question and you can't use my you can't use my my face in anything that you publish because when you put it on Twitter you're publishing something. This is one of the reasons why like Facebook and Twitter don't want to be classified as publishers because then they would be liable for the things that are posted. 
pretty sure they both said you have no expectation of privacy in these areas and you said you disagreed yeah because I don't think that's correct there's no law about expectation of privacy I'm saying as a citizen when I clock in at Starbucks or AT&T I should have a reasonable amount of privacy that I'm not going to be filmed and thrown into a YouTube video or a documentary or a Twitter or a Twitter or a TikTok because I'm a private individual just working I'm not a public person if I if I'm if I'm just working at Starbucks and I'm not out in the public I'm in a privately owned business that's accessible to the public so I have I have a reasonable expectation that that's not going to be happening as a lawyer it sounds like you're talking about the law you're speaking about rights and ownership right but you're talking about feelings do you think that Twitter's doing this just because they think it's bad, or do you think they're doing it because there's liability with taking someone's image, recording them as a private person, and blasting it out to the public? You think Twitter's just doing this because they don't like it, or do you think there's liability with this? Don't pretend it's there's not liability here. Somebody being publicly filmed and then blasted on Twitter could lead to harassment loss of employment, it could lead to targeting, it could lead to doxing and all that would be traced back to that one stupid video they're not instituting this rule just because they're like yeah we don't really, no there's a liability issue here, it's one of the reasons that Twitter and Facebook don't want to be classified as publishers because then they're liable for the crap that gets posted on their platforms What you're saying right now, there's nothing illegal about what people are doing when blasting names and badges. It's unfortunate, but it's where we are at the moment. I never once said it was illegal. I never once said it was illegal. I said it's wrong. You you shouldn't have to worry about that when you're clocked in at your place of business. You shouldn't have to worry about some guy blasting you to his million followers on Twitter and basically doxing you. It, that, that's that's like that's like tier one doxing. Now everybody knows where you work and what your name is. The frick? What? It, some dude who lives in California doesn't need to know that I work at the at the Starbucks on the corner of Fifth and Nine in Louisville, Kentucky. Where I live, it is illegal. I agree that it's wrong. I thought I heard you say it's illegal. Wrong and illegal are two very different arguments. I don't think I ever said that it's illegal. I said that private businesses aren't the same as public spaces, and therefore, I should have a reasonable expectation that I'm not going to be filmed and then blasted out into the public. Like, I should be able to say that. I should be able to do that. Like, and I gave the example of that hotel clerk. That hotel clerk should not have to, should not have had to endure that being filmed and then going viral having a mental breakdown why because he's in a private place he's in a private business just because the public has access to it doesn't mean they have the right to film him and do what they did i think we're getting it twisted just because you're in a public space you may end up in someone's photograph or you may be filmed maybe somebody's doing a documentary or something but when you're in a privately owned business the public having access to that business doesn't mean they can come in and do whatever they want. That is so that is so specious. That's that is totally a fallacious way to think. No, you can't just go in and do whatever you want, which is why I brought up picketing. You can't just go into a McDonald's with a picket sign. You can't just go in and start shoving a camera in people's face. That business has every right to be like, this isn't a public space. What are you doing? 
they have the right they have the legal right I think I have the legal right to push back on it and say you've you've infringed on my public safety you've infringed on my mental health you've infringed on my sense of privacy and security no I think I think the guy that hotel guy that was filmed I think he should have sued the guy that filmed him and I bet you he would have won he would have won I go to McDonald's and pick my nose. Ask these people that are okay with doing whatever you want on third-party private property if they're okay uh, with the government taking their activity on the internet for their own purposes. I, that's that's not even what we're talking about. They only have the legal right if it's not posted that there's no filming on the premises. That's, I'm telling you what I would do right now. If I was Starbucks, if I was Starbucks, Walmart, McDonald's, whatever, I would put up signs tomorrow that are like, you can't film in here. No, you can't film. We don't want our employees to be filmed. Because, like, look at the Denny's fights that break out and end up going viral and all this stuff. No, they should have every right to take those videos down. Be like, no, you're not going to do that. You're not going to come in and pick fights and throw stuff at our employees and try to go viral being nasty. Like the people that were throwing drinks at the drive through attendants. They should have every right to be like, nope, no. Our property, our business, we're not going to allow that. This is the, You can come in here, sure, come in here and buy and be a patron. But when you're in here, you're not doing that. Every business should be pushing that policy right now. Because I think that's just utter garbage. That's such a terrible way to to treat people that are just working, just or just shopping for crying out loud. It's easier for franchise businesses to implement those policies rather than stores run by corporate offices. That opens up a can of worms for allowing businesses to do crappy, uh, shady stuff and get away with it. Then, <laughs> like that's the only stopgap between businesses doing shady stuff. We need to be able to film in restaurants and, and retail stores. Come on. What a joke. The, the, the cell phones and cameras didn't exist 20 years ago, and businesses were were running just the way they are now. Like It wasn't like, oh, they're the only way. It's a good thing we have cell phones and cameras with phones now because that's the only thing keeping these businesses in check. Come on. Good to with a $5 tip. I'm a public figure because of my job. I'm in the public. I'm a sticker board for my company, but... People can record me at the terminal uh, only on the road. Oh, they, or maybe you're saying they can't record you. They can do that. They can remove that person. You can't do anything about the recording itself, though. So if I have, if so, if I own a business and I post a sign saying you are not allowed to film our employees, you're not allowed to film our employees, and you do it anyway, and you throw it in a YouTube video, that. That person doesn't have the right to say, hey, I didn't give you permission to do that. So they blur people's faces in, in documentaries and stuff because they don't, they, don't the, they don't sign the release form. Why bother with all of that if what you're saying is true? Why? What's the point? So on what would you do and comedians in cars getting coffee, they're filming in, in restaurants. And if they don't get people's permission, they blur their faces. Is that just courtesy? Why would they go through all that red tape and all that paperwork if what you're saying is true? Why would they bother? Pfft, who cares? You were in the restaurant. <laughs> you're going to be in the background. Why do they go through all of that 
if what you're saying is true. I'm genuinely curious. Like, if it's totally free and legitimate to be like, no, yeah, you're in the restaurant. You're going to be in the stuff. You know, yeah, it's totally fine. Why do they go through all that bothersome of like going around to people and having them sign something and then technologically having to blur faces of people that didn't sign, tracking like, no, 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 that person, no, they didn't sign, blur them. Like, they go through all that just to be nice. There's a commercial nature to the documentary. Oh, <laughs> and there's not a commercial. There's not a commercial nature to uh, Twitter videos and YouTube videos that can be monetized, lead to impressions, clicks, follows, growth of a brand. They're making money on the film. Thank you for the easy checkmate. That's a checkmate. That's a self checkmate. That's exactly what I'm talking about. These are brands and businesses and impressions and money to be made. And people are just in the footage. There's a reason that they do it in the documentary. And we're like, but no, it's fine for some jack wagon to do it on Twitter or TikTok. The currency, the social currency of impressions and follows and monetized videos. They're blurring the faces in the documentary for a legal reason. There has to be a legal reason they're doing that. They're not just being courteous. If you don't make money on it, no. But if they do make money on it, then the video, they could sue for damages. So no checkmate. But, so, as long as I don't make any money on it. So if you, so if, so, so like, people grow their, their platform on TikTok. They go viral and then they, they can, they can monetize and make money and get sponsor deals. And so they can have a viral video that grows their Twitter platform. How is that? I don't understand how that's not basically them growing their business. They're not making literal one-to-one dollars, but they're growing their business with the video. Like, think about it. Twitter is increasing ads running on videos. I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but a lot of the videos you watch on Twitter now, they have ads on them. So if I record a video and I monetize it on Twitter, you're saying the rules change, is what you're saying. If I'm making money on the video, I then suddenly have to abide by different rules and blur faces. That's the principle that you've outlined as I'm understanding it. Is that if I film a video and I put it on YouTube or Twitter and it's monetized and making me money, I'm suddenly in a different hemisphere of, of, of legality. But if I just post the video to be like, look at this idiot losing his mind in this hotel lobby and I don't make any money on it, then that's that's free and clear and fair. You have to be large enough to monetize. They're doing it automatically now on a lot of them. You can monetize on Twitter now. That's a new thing, yes. And it'll likely spread. They'll likely trickle it down. Why? That's easy money. Even somebody with 5,000 followers monetizing a video that gets a couple hundred views, those pennies add up. Twitter, Twitter is right now rolling out more monetization for the platform. Is it you monetizing or the platform? Don't the ads show on videos for non-partnered creators? No, you can post videos on YouTube and run zero monetization. You can do that. I could do that right now. I could shut off monetization on an upload and be like, what's up guys? I'm angry. Bloop, and that's the video and I don't run any ads on it. Commercial enterprises don't like defending frivolous lawsuits, so they get people to sign NDAs, or they blur them out. So, at a legal 
realm, Eugene. They're literally only doing that because it's pesky to deal with the public potentially suing them. But those people in the restaurant, you're saying don't actually have a legal claim to be like, I don't want to be in your video. Like, that blows my freaking mind that you could be working in a restaurant or a hotel and someone's just allowed to film you and put it out and make money off the video and you don't have any recourse. That's insane to me. A private person, a non-public person, can be filmed and profited off of and and there's there has to be liability. There has to be. That's why Twitter's saying we're not going to allow it. There is, this gets so murky and messy, especially because, like I said, you've got videos of minors, like children, that go viral on TikTok or Reddit or whatever because they're either getting in a fight or doing something, and we're just cool with that? We're just cool with a minor being filmed and they 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 don't they don't consent. They don't know. They're they're either in a, a fist fight in the you know in, in the schoolyard or uh you know they get punched out in the McDonald's or something and we're just like, yeah, that's totally fine. They're in a public space. They relinquish their privacy because they left their home. In that case the person could come after the money. So they can't say blur me, take the video down, but they could say, I want money because I'm in the video. Wouldn't COPPA play a part in this? You better freaking believe COPPA plays a part in this. The Child Online Privacy Protection Act is likely related to some of this. Just filming private persons and they go viral on Twitter and TikTok. And if they're a minor, boy. To be fair, you've had your kids on stream? To be fair, no, I have not on YouTube. And that was on the Purple platform. And that's not the same as my children being filmed by a stranger that's my family and my jurisdiction and you better watch your freaking self bringing my kids into this you better step careful I got no problem detonating you out of here minors are different but that's the thing that's the thing so much of this is probably being driven by that Eugene because so many of the videos that I've seen recently go viral it's a minor that has no idea they're being filmed whether they're in a fight or uh, they're doing, they're destroying property or whatever, there's all these videos of kids going viral. That has to be a serious concern for all these platforms. Now, I use the hotel clerk as an example because it's like, <laughs> I just can't see that being okay. That seems that seems bonkers, insane to me. That somebody can have a million followers and go in. And mess with and 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 bother and try to get a reaction out of a hotel clerk and then it goes viral and this poor guy just got seen by millions of people either getting upset or losing his grip that just seems insane to me for that to be okay legal right whatever but the platforms are stepping in and this is likely why Twitter is doing it being like no 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 we don't want to get pulled into this crap no thank you no no thanks we we don't want to get pulled into this nonsense. You have a right to your likeness in a commercial context. Somebody can't use your likeness to make money off you without permission. Right, when I hosted E3, I signed a, uh, a, I signed away indefinite use of my likeness. Because I was like, yeah, if you want to use clips from the E3 interviews and stuff, I don't care. They didn't have to pay me for it. Like, I relinquished that. 
my agent didn't like that I agreed to it, but I'm like, come on, they're just E3 interviews. You know what I'm saying? And if they want to use my likeness, that's probably good for my brand reach. Like, you know what I mean? Some places have enacted specific laws, but we're talking general privacy jurisprudence. Yeah, kids posting themselves saying nasty stuff and detonating their future. Right, right, right. Minors aren't allowed to be filmed, I believe, without their parents' consent, but adults can be filmed without consent in the single-party consent states. How many times, though, how many times some of these drive-through ones? How do you know that? The, how do you know that the drive-through cashier isn't a minor? Sixteen and seventeen-year-olds can work at Target and fast food and fast food business establishments. Did you go in and ask them how old they were before filming? Do you see? It's just like th- that's why I think from the ground up, you, these places should be like, no, you're not going to film here. You shouldn't be able to do that because you don't know the age of the people that you're filming. You know, th- so some some Starbucks barista, she she could be seventeen, and you just filmed her and thought it was funny that you spilled your drink or whatever. Th- 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 that you shouldn't be able. You can get in big trouble for that. And the platforms could get in big trouble for allowing the, vi- the videos to be distributed. Kids are protected by laws. Places could decide to protect adults. If they do, then it'll work the way that you would prefer it to. Consent usually only applies in purely private environments. Yeah, the, the, the issue that I have with this, we gotta, we gotta switch gears and go to the next show. The issue that I have with this is very, very simple. There is a difference between me leaving my home and going to a public place just to be there and me going to work. I just think there's a giant difference. And just because the public has access to a Starbucks shopping mall or like a Best Buy, just because the public has access, I don't agree with the principle that they should be able to come in and film the employees without their consent and then put it in a YouTube video, TikTok video, or Twitter video. I'm not okay with that. I have a problem with that. Now, it being legal, that has no bearing on my opinion or what I've said for the past 30 minutes. I never once was like, it's it's illegal. I was like, I was speaking from the respect of the person working. They should have a right to be like, no, 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 no. I'm here working, bro. You can't come in here and film me. I should they should have a reasonable expectation of some semblance of privacy not they're not completely private obviously because they have to talk to the public and answer their questions and wear a name badge so they're relinquishing some privacy but not all that's why I said you you can't ask them their home address you can't ask them for their full name and birthday why because there's a certain amount of privacy they're retaining even though they're out in the public just like they're not sudden like a, a person that is a waiter isn't the same as the public like is they're not Barack Obama like because there was that big debate about artwork the original artist of the of the Barack Obama poster and hope there was like legality surrounding copyright and that he's a public person right because a public person just they're in a different hemisphere with respect to people using your face and your images in in videos or news so a waiter isn't the same as a public person. They are, as according to this Twitter, you know, this Twitter thing, they're a private person. So they that, they retain a certain amount of privacy in my mind. It's like, what, what, what do you mean? This isn't a politician or a celebrity. It's somebody, it's a barista at Starbucks. It's a hotel clerk. They're, they're not a public person. 
You're talking about fair use, right? But again, it's still it's still the idea of like once you're a public person, you're just in a different category. You just are, and I don't think that because you're working in a business that allows the public to enter, I don't think that suddenly means you're not a private person that retains certain amounts of rights and privacy. Like I just I don't think you relinquish that the minute you leave your home. I did. I don't think that you that that should be the case. Oh, we didn't schedule the next stream. Shoot! Uh, oh, this is we're going over three hours. There's no way I can schedule the next stream fast enough. No way I can schedule the next stream fast enough. Uh, um. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Go live. Hang on. Hang on. Public person versus public space versus public ownership are three distinct issues. My position was more about my belief. My belief is that when you go into a place of business to work, you have, in my mind, a reasonable expectation of some level of privacy. I believe that the man who worked at that hotel and was filmed, I believe there was elements of his privacy that were infringed upon. I, I thought it was I thought it was horrendous and awful. And just because somebody could say, well, according to the actual like legal, you know, stipulations about a private place where you have public access, he actually was it was totally within the, the guy's right to film him and, and you know publicly embarrass him or whatever. That doesn't mean I have to be okay with it, and it doesn't mean I have to be like, yeah, that's totally fine. I actually have a significant problem with it. I don't think it's okay. I believe he should be able to go into that place of business and have a level, a certain level of expectation that certain amounts of his privacy are ret... Oh, I just closed the freaking tab for live streaming. Dang it, I'm doing too much. I'm doing too much. Uh, yeah, I have jacked this up royally. I had every, this is why we, this is why we save everything in discord. I have like a room that holds all my stream stuff so that I know next day, all I got to do is copy paste. Uh, okay. I have to like leave the frame to get the thumbnail, and every time I do that, that it like it acts squirrely. Um, I'm gonna close this. I gotta get my tags. The next one is about the Halo shop items. The next show, <laughs> we got so in the heat today, man. This was good. We actually had a great discussion about cyberpunk and then the last hour of the show just we come we went way off the rails but if you're new that's what we do here like I, there's no way I'm going to stay specifically on on point the you know the uh, the entire time it's uh it's there it's not possible it is it is not possible um <laughs> you got to ride the roller coaster today and we do have lawyers. We do have lawyers in chat. And I know I gave them indigestion today, but like, I that, like I am very passionate about that kind of stuff. It's like, th- th- just the like, 
I get passionate about something completely unrelated to this, but it is similar. I don't like parents that record their kids crying and they make fun of their children crying. I have a serious problem with that too. It's like that's a that's that, that's a child that has no idea and they've not consented to that. It's embarrassing. It's it's unkind. It's cruel. Like I get pretty passionate about this stuff, right? And it I wasn't arguing legality. I was arguing the wrongness of it. I just think that it's wrong, right? And I think that's they're they're likely are getting into liability waters, and that's why Twitter's like, nope, we're not allowing this. We're not, we're not allowing this kind of content anymore. Why? For the same reason they probably blur faces in a documentary. Just not worth it. It's just not worth getting into any of the legal spats that might come from all of this stuff. You know, doesn't mean there's 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 actual legal issues with you walking into a Starbucks and recording somebody being like, your glasses are ugly. What do you think about what I said? Like. You know, obviously you might claim that that's harassment, but, you know, sure, legally, I guess you can do that. It doesn't mean that you should be allowed to. If your feelings, facts don't care, well, that you, you, you would say law doesn't care. I don't think there's facts here with regard to the morality of it or the ethics of it. That would come from like a philosophical place of is the, is that is doing that to a person ethical or moral and I would say no I think I think when the guy filmed the gentleman at the hotel having a breakdown I think that was completely unethical and immoral I thought it was offensive what he did to him it was mean and cruel and unkind legal okay that doesn't have any bearing on my opinion it doesn't there's no bearing on my opinion just like free speech is legal but that doesn't mean that you can't go out and say completely immoral hateful awful things do you know what I'm saying? I could be like, what you just said to that person's immoral and cruel. Well, it's legal. Pfft, I don't care. I don't care if it's legal. You're a D-bag. <laughs> uh. So, that's why I sub to you. Great discussions. Gameplay and gaming news coverage is a big bonus. If we're talking morality, I'm 100% with you. We're all in this together, and if somebody's having a hard time, don't take advantage of it for personal gain. Right, and you guys as lawyers immediately latched on and were like, no, 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 you're allowed to do this. You're Because you were seeing the distinction of like public, private, private, public, all that nonsense. And I just remember when I worked in the mall, General Growth Properties, who owns the mall, they were very strong on this. They were like, this isn't a public space. This is privately owned property, and we are going to set rules and stipulations about what you can do when you're here. You relinquish a lot of your rights when you come in here. You're not you're not able to do all the things you think you can do, you know. And I think filming, I think filming employees should fall under, should fall under some sort of protection. I do. I think that should be, there should be some sort of, as Eugene is saying, I was using legalese. There should be legalese with respect to employees. They should not have to be subjected to this. The law should step in and say, "Uh uh-uh. No. You cannot go into a place of business and film the employees without their consent. They should have a reasonable expectation of some semblance of privacy because of the scope and reach of social media. You are infringing on their, 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 their sense of privacy in the public. You have a certain sense of privacy while you're in the public, and I think that should be retained for employees. Reasonable expectation of privacy is a legal theory.
I don't think the recording was wrong. I think posting was wrong. No, I, I think recording somebody without their consent while they're working is wrong. I think that's wrong. I don't think it's right. I think you it's 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 an intrusion and a violation. I think it is. The law doesn't have to agree with me here. The law doesn't have to agree with me here. I think shoving your camera in an employee's face is an invasion and it's a, it's it's an offense. It's, you shouldn't be allowed to do it. You don't have to agree with me and neither does the law. That's my position on it. That's my position on it. I don't I don't think that that is a that's I don't think that's something that anybody going into work should have to be subjected to. I don't think they should have to be subjected to it. I think the reach and the and the public uh, the public potential of like viral uh, the viralness of things I don't think you should have to be concerned about that when you go into work you you, you just shouldn't have to um, Halo Infinite launched a, a campaign launched trailer 15 minutes ago is this new I'll just have this play for our our footage. No, I don't think this is new. I think this is a lot of stuff we've already seen. Well, we'll see. <clears throat> what are the symptoms of a frustration-induced stroke? Asking for a friend. Is it bad? Uh, my friend is smelling funnel cake. <laughs> uh. Okay, hang on. I gotta make sure the redirect is set up. Customization. Redirect. Great stream, by the way. Seriously, we had a lot of great. The cyberpunk discussion was great. We met a lot of new folks, and uh, and I gave all the lawyers aneurysms. Um, uh, no, no, no. Okay, I was just looking at some emails that I got. Okay. All right, hang on, hang on. Let me let me make sure you guys have the link of where we're going. Okay, customized channel. Okay. All right, remember when you go to the new remember when you go to the new video to smash like and to switch to live uh live chat, remember to do all that. Uh, ooh, we got 867 votes today. That poll did very well. Thank you for all the poll participation. I appreciate that. Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. Going to be talking about Halo Infinite store items are kind of a joke. Uh, they're confusing. There's also been some updates to the progression on the Battle Pass. Yet again, they are trying uh, to figure it out. I'm going to give you all of that information. Now, this is a past broadcast if you're not watching live. So make sure to hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss these live streams. And then I hit redirect to bring people over from the previous stream. Now, right at the beginning.